in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Friday, May 26th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you, as always, from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here once again in sunny Jeffersonville, Indiana, on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. We are the remote University of Louisville. College of Business Studios, visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. Kicking off a Memorial Day weekend. I feel like we shouldn't be at the remote. We should be like the, the UofL School Business uh, Studio on tour. Okay. Our first stop here in Jeff. We, so we have like two stops? Well, we'll just, we'll just like the YouTube cameras are showing up next week. Next week we'll be somewhere else. But we're still in our first stop here in Jeff. Oxmoor Ford once a month. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. Now let's get right into it. You showed me a picture last night of the, the Big X used to have a, a, a tour bus. Well, it's yeah, a minibus. A minibus. Yeah. I like he, that you say mini and not short. That's Is that more PC? I guess. It also probably makes the station look better. <laughs> no, it's probably like, is that... Trevor, did you hijack your school bus? <laughs> <laughs> can Can you explain though? Like, so I, I'm intrigued. For those who don't know what, what I'm talking about, I didn't know what I was talking about until last night. But Trevor sent a picture of back when this was 1450, the sports buzz. They had a bus that was like the sports buzz bus. Yeah. And I mean, the big question I have here is why? Well, we actually had it when we were at Cumulus. It was the ticket bus. In fact, like one of my favorite moments with it was when we were over there off UPS by uh, off Ups and, and over off Westport Road. Like I was outside one time smoking a cigarette during a Reds game, and like no one's in the parking lot except my car and the bus, which was parked near like kind of the back of the parking lot. And like two cars of teenagers pull up and just get out right by the bus and start taking their picture with it. <laughs> and like they're posing. With, I don't know if they're doing like a scavenger hunt or something. I don't know what they were doing. They didn't try to like break into it. They just posed with it in multiple different people in different ways and and got in their car and drove off. But uh yeah, that was the the little the, the that bus came with us from when Okay, Kudos. but 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 why? Why why does the sports radio station have a bus? The better question is why not? I, okay. I mean, I mean if, if Champs has a rollerblade, Oscar Meyer has a wiener, why can't we have a bus? But what what did it do? What purpose did it serve? It drove. We we would take it to remotes. Okay. Like you, 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 you Picture this. Close your eyes. 
Okay. The debris hits you. Think into your mind of all negative thoughts. Smell the gas station smell. <laughs> that bus cruising down Westport Road or Shovelville Road or any road that you imagine you live on, and you see you see me driving, cigarette in mouth, bowl in hand, the stereos on the outside blaring whatever sports talk we're listening to at the time, except for when we let some uh, uh, a board op drive it to a remote and he didn't know the speakers were out there and was listening to Tupac. <laughs> That was a weird day, and the bu- we didn't. It didn't have a back seat. It had like it had one seat behind us, and then the re- then the rest like the bus seats were taken out because we had equipment in there. Uh, but we did have a church pew across the back window, so you could sit in there. Oh, it was awesome. That bus, I loved that bus. Now the AC eventually would go out in it, and I think the last time I drove it, we did a remote like at uh, Thornton's. It was uh, it was very shaky. In fact, the last few months of having it, I, I was kind of like, I'm not taking this thing across the bridge. I, yeah. But I'll stay on this side of the river. And we did it in Thornton's. It was an awesome bus. I, I think I've got some pictures of me like in the bus still as well. So what happened to it? Why don't we have it still? Uh, it just... Why it, could it be the Big X bus? <laughs> which sounds like eerily like the Bang bus. Unfortunately, the uh, the bus eventually had to, you know, needed to be upgraded and the cost of like fixing her uh, just outweighed the the cost of having her. We got to that point, yeah. It got to that point. Yeah. It was I mean, she'd gotten old. We'd had her for I wanna say I think we didn't lose her until just maybe a couple years ago, maybe three years ago, just right before you got here. Are you familiar with Bang Bus? <laughs> I'm sorry, what'd you say? Are you are you familiar with Bang Bus? Uh yeah, I'd never subscribed to the site, but I know it. But you but you're aware of it. Yeah, I'm aware okay. of it. I, I said that reference, I figured you're gonna pounce on it and then you just kinda like just danced all I got I got distracted by Patrick's joke in his text. What's he saying? He said we sold it to a hippie to live in. <laughs> <laughs> At least it went to a good cause. That's fine. I mean it's a great that was an awesome bus. I love that thing. Going on we would do remotes. We when we used to do the uh pregame show before U of L games across the street. We would take it up there and park it. Renshaw hanging out the window singing. Okay. It had some great memories. Sounds like it. Um, all right. Ellis. I'm going I'm to shop this out here right at, at the, the beginning of the show because this is a good text line question. It's also a question for you. Uh, and it will start off. There's no way to, to address this without like kind of doing like a humble brag. So I'm on this this best of Louisville committee where Louisville Magazine every week they ask this, this group of people like a question and we submit our answers and then they use it. You can check it out in, in Louisville Magazine every week. Okay. But so this week's question, I don't know if I have a good answer for it. And I just saw it. I just opened it up at the start of the show. But here's a – I'll steal the best answer on the text line or if Trevor can give us the best answer, I'll steal his. But the, the question this week is what's something that you love to do in Louisville but only from Memorial Day to Labor Day that you'd recommend to others? I can't think of any – I mean – I can't wait a minute. No, so that's like that's this Monday up till the until like the Labor Day first Monday in September. The the first week of like NFL, yeah. Do you have anything that comes to your mind? Well, you don't do much anyway. Is this have this is supposed like to be like smoke a, weed and watch TV? It's Memorial Day. <laughs> only, <laughs> only in Louisville. <laughs> only during those four months. Uh I mean you can't do any more. My childhood would say go to plantation. I love plantation. That was what I that, that would be like my first like initial like thought of like what I did when I was a kid maybe. My first TV appearance ever. They because they closed plantation I guess right before I was born and they reopened it and I went and like they were like um they were doing a, a story on the news about the reopening and I was like 
two years old. And they're like, what do you think about the pool, young man? And I was like, it's great. Gave a thumbs up. And apparently about five minutes after that, crapped in the kiddie pool and made it like everybody clear out. So that was me just making a statement right there at Plantation on day one. Papa Rutherford, I will pay you 50 bucks to get that video for me. It's got to be somewhere. It's got to be somewhere. Got to be in the somebody, somebody, do you remember what news station it was? Oh, no. I, I mean, I was two. Like, I don't, Brad, I've got no recollection Kent, of this. Somebody. Hey, Kent's at LKY now. He's got, he can pull double duty for us. He can find one of the two. John, stations. over. No, he left WWE. Damn it. So, anyways, <laughs> I, if you have an answer to that question that you think is good, text us on the Thornton's text line at 502 414 1450. Reminder Thornton's hooking you up all summer long. Uh, they got the best deals going in the city for gas. They got the best deals in the city for uh, inside gas stations. Download the Refreshing Rewards app to find out what Thornton's can do for you. Uh, go to your app store, just search Thornton's, find that bad boy, download it, save some money at the pump, save some money inside, get a 32-ounce drink for just 89 cents, and then text us at 502-414-1450. We've got, uh, we've got lots to get to here on a Friday. Jeff Brom simply does not stop, and he is now officially, according to at least one recruiting service, adding service, ranking service, the portal king, transfer portal king for mm-hmm. college football. We've got the Tyler Johnson official signing release, which means we will check to see if he is, in fact, a man of high character, if he can round out the high character uh, Kenny Payne comments for this week. Uh, my dad had an interesting night on Twitter, which we'll talk about at some point. My dad's point. on Twitter? My dad is on Twitter. I, I, now, is it just the account for, like, uh, Glenland or whatever it's called? He, he basically just posts stuff about railroad, his, 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 his uh, railroad in his basement. That's pretty much all it's for. But every now and then he branches out, and last night it didn't did not pay off for him. So he, uh, he got into a little kerfuffle, uh, and we we can discuss that. I have a question for the the, the listeners. Oh, as well. real quick, we, 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 I know, I'm just saying. And and then we've got uh, a couple of baseball notes to get to. We'll look ahead to this weekend. Celtics staying alive. You and I continue to swing and miss on every pick in the, the conference finals in the NBA, and we'll look ahead to uh, your Memorial Day plans on the text line as well. All right, TK, what you got? I paid money to like work way more than I needed to come to work yesterday because of the damn heat. Hey, bats though. <laughs> How about those amazing bats? Extra inning win? I, I th- is, it, is it me? It's, last year you were allowed to bet on minor league baseball. This year DraftKings took it off. Oh, really? Because I feel very PO'd about that because the bats are good now. That got you through last season. I mean, I heard I, I took – we had to take poor Penny to the vet. She's got Aww. these terrible allergies. She's fine. She's, wow. She needs like an allergy shot twice a year. She gets super pink and red and itchy and scratchy. And so we took her to the – I took her to the vet this morning at 830. So I was listening to KRC, and I heard TJ bring this up. And I, I, I was like, there's no way this is true. But the bats won last night. They're now twenty four and twenty three on the season. Ellie De La Cruz hit a four hundred and fifty foot bomb that went over the scoreboard. Nice. I actually want to play that audio later because the announce the, the call of it is hilarious. But the bats go, went over five hundred last night for a season for the first time since July twenty seventh, twenty sixteen. Oh wow! Now now. So I heard TJ say that, and I was like, "There's no way. Like th- th- there has to at least have been one year where I mean, if you win on opening day." You're above 500. Well, if mean. you if you lose on opening day and then win the next two, you're above 500. And then I went home and I saw the official Bats PR account had tweeted out the same thing, saying with a 5-3 win last night in extra innings, the Bats are over 500 for the first time since July 27th, 2016. That's like insane. that's insane. It's also it's sad, but it's a testament to just how much of a demigod Ellie De La Cruz is. The next big thing in baseball, this man is single-handedly <laughs> lifting the Bats from the depths of international league hell to above 500 single-handedly. I, I think Matt McClain gets a little bit of love, right? I mean, he and, just, and, 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 and Christian Ingrassio and Strand. Yeah, I mean, he just now, I know he's not there to, to reap the, the benefits of, of the fruit, but, you know, he's sounded bad. But he, but he, but he, but he was, he was the key, key cog in getting it there. I mean, he was, he was, you know, he just happened to leave right before the, 
The juices flowed. He's playing well for the Reds now. Is but, he? Uh, He's yeah. Well. And the pitching's gotten a little bit better for the bats, but the bats are they're I mean, rolling I know they were right bad now. Bad last year, but I mean, since there's no, it's been seven years. Seven years almost since they've been above 500. And again, like it's not even ending with a winning record. You're talking about being above a random at moment, any like you point. Said. Yeah, you could be. I mean, you could have terrible teams that still win on opening day. God knows the Reds have done it a number of times. Like that's that was the most amazing thing to me because that means that they've lost their season opener. At least the last seven years, which is shocking. I mean, yeah, I think they had a doubleheader this year, though. I guess they did. They, they lost the first, and the they had to have lost the first. Yeah, yeah, because they had, remember I was supposed to work this year's first home, the first game of the season, and it got rained out. And I, but I went out of town that weekend, so poor Josh got hit with a doubleheader opener on Saturday. Well, I didn't have to do anything on Friday. It's bats. It's the yeah. bats world. It's 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 all. It's, it's I know they were bad on. last year, but man, I just. Whew. They're back. The Pats couldn't be more back. Let's talk about what Jeff Brom's doing in the transfer portal already. Um, he's, he's what? He's killing it. Which means it's time. It's the transfer portal! The transfer portal. Who we got? Who we going to get? How about a defense tackle? Yeah. On Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Number one. Thanks for Boom! <laughs> <laughs> the best part of the show. I mean, he, I, I think I think Jeff's only getting more transfers because of the song. I think it, he knows he wants to hear. He's like, I'll be damned if I go one day without having to get to hear the, those pipes. Prove he's not. I, I, exactly. Come to us and tell us otherwise. Prove that the song is not having a positive effect on Louisville's transfer portal recruiting right now. You can't. You can't do it. <laughs> so yesterday we talked about the former five-star quarterback, Harrison Bailey, transferring in as a walk-on to, uh, to join Louisville after spending a couple of years at Tennessee and one season at UNLV. Today, Brom landed a commitment from, I, I think it's safe to say, like the top player that they were targeting in the transfer portal Defensive tackle Jeffrey Clark uh, from Georgia State, who had been previously ranked as the seventh best overall player in the portal by on three and the number one ranked defensive tackle in the portal by on three. Uh, He is officially a Cardinal, uh, and he is a guy with a lot of the players that we've taken have been relatively inexperienced college players, players that had maybe high accolades coming out of high school, but redshirted last season or played sparingly as a redshirt freshman a couple of years ago. Clark has played... A lot, a lot since 2020. He was a, he redshirted in 2019. He had 92 tackles across the last three seasons, including 19 and a half tackles for loss and nine sacks. And last season he was at his best: 39 tackles, nine and a half tackles for loss, four and a half sacks during the 2022 campaign, and also had uh, 29 uh, pressures, according to Pro Football Focus College. Six foot, 275 pounds. He can play defensive end. He can play tackle. He said he'll mostly line up at the three technique with the Cardinals in this uh, this new scheme, and it's the same scheme that he basically apparently played in high school when he was at a McEachern High School in Powder Springs, Georgia. Uh, he says, "quote I think I, I see myself in this fitting in this four man front perfectly, lining up at the three technique. It's what I'm used to and a scheme that I thrive in. This is the same defense that I play in high school." Clark now becomes the 25th player to transfer into Louisville for next season. 16 of them from Georgia State. Well, two. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> wasn't, no, what, what, wasn't Clark last, on last year's team from, wasn't he from Georgia State? Or? Who? He was from Georgia Southern, wasn't he? Kid Charles Clark. 
No, Keychaw Clark was a couple of years ago, and I think he was from Wofford. Uh, Wofford. You're thinking of the, the the other the Georgia Southern wide receiver. Oh, okay. I knew we, I knew we had some George, small Georgia school kids on last year's team. Yeah. Though. Um, so if you look at the, the the updated transfer portal rankings from on three, which is the only the, the big station the big network that ranks this. Now Colorado has more than twice as many players transferring in. They've got 47 transfers in. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> which is staggering. They Little lost. 23, and again, this is just scholarship players. We have a couple of guys that are transferring in as preferred walk-ons. But Louisville still has the best overall transfer portal class, according to the on three rankings. We moved past Colorado with these last two uh, players for an index score of 72. Um, we've got what they would refer to that we've got four four star transfers, 18 three star transfers. We've also lost no four star uh, five star transfers and just one four star transfer. So we're you know, we're bringing in more than we lost, which is impressive. Uh, our adjusted NIL value is $2.4 million, if you're looking at that. And it's, it's a ridiculous stat, but whatever. But uh, number one transfer portal class in America, that's Jeff Brom doing what he does. The official, undisputed transfer portal king. Hail to the king! Lives here in Louisville. It feels good. He, made, he, he, brought, he resurrected my faith in people named Jeff. <laughs> I mean, it was it was dead and buried, and he, he brought it back to life. There's a give and a take with all Jeffs. <laughs> the Say by the Bell Jeff took from us. The Jeff yeah. Rom is giving back. He's just a, he's like the giving tree. By the way, Clark was Liberty. You're, you're, you're Liberty. There you you're go. in the right area. Um, but yeah, I just this. I mean, I don't mean to downplay, but it's just like it's kind of like I wake up and it's like, who did we get today? Like I feel like every day is like one of those advent calendars on in December. Like I'm just pulling <laughs> you do across. Twenty five. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like here we are. Twenty day twenty. It's Christmas. Or yesterday was Christmas, I guess. But like, here we go. Like let, let's figure out. You know, who, who we gonna get tomorrow? I love it. This is great. I didn't get these big gifts at Christmas time. I think it, it, it's also. I mean, it's one thing if you're doing what Dion's doing at Colorado, which is essentially completely overhauling. Yeah, the he's also replacing we're, fifty. Yeah, we're we're bringing back. A healthy nucleus from a team last year that yeah. look say what you will about Scott Satterfield. They won eight games last season. That was not a bad team. Certainly, they won their bowl game. They finished strong, and we bring back a lot of guys that played a big part in winning those games. I mean, yeah, we did. We have lost defensively more than than we would like, maybe. But well, we lost some guys to graduation, and yeah. we, we lost Monty Montgomery um, kind of unexpectedly to to Ole Miss, which was that was a blow for sure, but. We bring, I mean, just mean like just transferring when I say losing. I mean, yeah, like graduated. Right. We we basically lost our our big core of linebackers. Yeah. Which is is bad. And then some players from the secondary. You yeah. mentioned Keychal Clark, which is you know a guy who has NFL aspirations, who was an All Conference player at one point, and then a couple of other players in the secondary. But like we mentioned yesterday, MJ Griffin, when he started playing safety last season, the Temple transfer, who was a big time transfer portal get a year ago, the defense got markedly better. You know, Jarvis Brownlee. Started playing a bunch at corner last year. Probably yeah. going to compete for a starting job. Uh, he's we FSU saw, guy, right? Say what? He's the FSU transfer, right? Yes. Yeah. We saw Ashton Gelati really step up in, in, into his own as a sophomore last year, getting big time. And Des Tell was great at nose tackle last year. Mm-hmm. He's back. Um, ben Perry, who was another former big time recruit coming in. Uh, you know, you get him back. Josh Minkins, another secondary player. Uh, and then you you have to at, give him Arizona State that we don't know. Mayor may, did he transfer? Or did, my, did I miss something? I don't know. Jermaine Lowe. Jermaine Lowe is back. Yeah, I mean, still with the possibility, program. yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, and then, I mean, offensively, you bring back a couple of wide receivers, namely Amari Huggins-Bruce. 
You bring back three offensive linemen that had a ton of success. Now you've you've added to those other two spots with a bunch of transfer players. Um, you bring in you had Jawar Jordan back, who Maurice Turner, who became the, the big running backs. So those two guys were fantastic in the bowl game. And then where you've been weak, I think except for tight end, you've found adequate replacements from the transfer portal. You found a quarterback. You found secondary players. You brought in Stephen Heron from from uh, Stanford. You brought in Keith Brown from Oregon to help at linebacker. You big recruits you, at one time. Yeah, you brought in a ton of wide receivers to fill that receiving core vacancies. Yeah. I you, love the wide receivers we brought in. I, man, the, I think people are very excited about what we have in the passing game. You brought in a ton of secondary players: Storm Duck, uh, All ACC player; Cameron Kelly, All ACC player; Marquise Groves Killebrew, big time recruit who comes over from Texas A and M. Like we've Marcus Washington, a, a former five star recruit coming in from Georgia uh, of all places. Like, there's nothing on this, again, outside of tight end. I think you can look at that and say, like, are we rolling with Josh Leafson? Are we rolling with Jamari Johnson, who's a true freshman? Are we going to get another transfer there? But outside of that, you look at this roster now, and you feel pretty good about every damn position, and that's largely because of what Jeff Brom has done in the portal. I love how the one one question mark position is also led by, because it's only a question mark because it's led by a freshman who happens to be like a five-star kid. I mean, it's not the worst thing. It's like you got three walk-ons out there, even though we had pretty good history walk-ons with tight ends with Marshawn Ford. Leafson, who might start, <laughs> yeah. is a, is a so, but I mean, it's like, former walk-on. And, and, and it's also a position that we, we you know, I think it's safe to say that, that Jeff has had very much success with. So if, if he's not bringing in multiple guys to, like, compete with Johnson and others, then I'm going to trust that he loves what he's seeing in, in, in those guys already. You know, and he's like, oh, we'll just bring in, you know, Vince Tile to maybe – Back up and be a little, you know, different type position, but I'm no, you, you, you just, you kept talking. I'm just like, stop. It's like it's already, it's been. I blown. can only get so erect. I mean, I'm already, yeah, I'm already so much over here. Like I'm about to call the doctor. It's been four hours, man. Come on. I can't wait. I mean, it's just, oh, I, I mean, yeah. Oh, it's like it's the complete opposite of basketball, but it's still, I love it. Can oh, I, I cannot wait to ninety. What ninety eight now? Are we at ninety eight? 98 degrees? What do you mean? Days. Uh, 98 days. Yeah. Should we hang a banner <laughs> inside the Yum Center or LNN Stadium for this number one transfer portal class? I just I think we should get like the uh, the the major league, the stand-up of Jeff, and each day just till it pale piece off until he's just like sitting there shirtless holding like, you know, the ACC championship trophy. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> Seems like an odd thing to do. Because <laughs> I'm excited. That's what you're choosing to do with that enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, picture yeah. Jeff Brom naked. I didn't want. To, I didn't. I didn't want to see. I didn't. I didn't want the the girl from Major League. I mean, well, was it Rachel Welch? Was it her name? <laughs> not Raquel Welch. I know that. <laughs> um, but we are. We're certainly very excited. We yeah, have backed that up. Everything that's going on. <laughs> Where do you go now, buddy? With Louisville football <laughs> in the transfer portal, number one player in in the class, uh, or number one portal class in in the country. Suck at Colorado. Suck at Dion. Number three, by the way, is USC. So also suck at USC. And I mean, our, even our like incoming freshman class isn't like anything to like sn- uh, sneeze no, it's, at. It's one. It ended up. I mean, we lost some of the big pieces with Ruben Owens and DeAndre Moore leaving. It's still one of the best classes in program history. Yeah. Um, Let those guys go somewhere and not play and then come back, come here after their sophomore year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you say that, but like it's certainly That's, possible. Yeah. 
Uh, where do we th- that class? I mean, yeah, obviously it spent a great deal of time in the top twenty-five before the end. It wound up finishing, according to the twenty-four-seven sports rankings, at thirty-five. But you still have, I mean, six four-star players. We had we ended up with fifteen signees in this twenty twenty-three class. Six of them were four stars, which is a much higher percentage than Louisville. I mean, if we had six four stars any other year, we're going nuts. It hurt a little bit because we lost you know, the number one running back recruit in America and one of the best wide receivers in America. But like, we I mean, Madden Sanker is the highest offensive lineman to ever sign with Louisville. Jamari Johnson, who you mentioned before, is the highest ranked tight end to ever sign with Louisville. Pierce Clarkson is a, a four star quarterback, number twenty two quarterback in the country. Adonijah Green, wide receiver. Number 22 wide receiver, high four-star. Stanquan Clark, one of the highest-rated linebackers we've ever had. Luke Burgess, uh, another guy, huge, incredible size, top 500 player uh, on the offensive line. Like This is the type of recruiting class that we've been. Aaron Williams, another St. John Bosco kid, high four-star prospect, number 198 overall in the country. Like We're not getting top 500 players usually in college football, and we've got seven of them in this oh, class. I mean, you don't even include our transfer portal class. You just said, I mean, even with what we lost, still ranked 35th, this would be like an exciting offseason for Louisville football. For sure. And that, and it's just like we it's just like we just discovered the internet and it's like dial up, like, but no, no, no. Not so fast, because here comes why here comes the high speed Wi-Fi <laughs> right afterwards, baby. Boom. Um <laughs> before we go to break here, and we'll, we'll take some text on this after the break, but uh I, I didn't even ask. How, how was your Thursday night? How's your Friday? I mean, it's Memorial Day weekend officially now. We're here. <sighs> We're kicking it off. Have you been celebrating? Um I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> not too much. I've got to actually work a baseball game tomorrow morning, a doubleheader. Yeah. And then i got to work another baseball, the championship game on Monday morning. So uh, I'm actually working most of this throughout this weekend. Get that money. Yeah, I get that money. I get that. Thanks to the Miami Heat. Maybe the Heat won last night. I wouldn't, I'd be just like blowing this game off tomorrow. But, you know, no, no, Heat had to lose. So i I got to pick up shifts now to. You get time and a half? <laughs> well, I barely get time. I mean, so. But Thursday, last night was a fun night. Like, I. One, I, like I told you this other than the bus, I got into kind of what a, a very heated debate with my fantasy football league over something. Okay. Which I'm very curious to know. Like, I want to know, like, your, maybe your thoughts and the texture's thoughts, whether who's right or who's wrong in this argument. Um, and also, I, I also got into kind of an ethical uh, question with somebody from when I watched the movie Face Off the other night. I started thinking about something, and I, I don't know, it's somewhat an ethical question. Maybe I'll talk to you about that off the air, though. Because okay. you know when, it, when I'm questioning the ethics of something, you, you get nervous. I, I, I do. This I mean, you get nervous statement. anytime my mic is on, but you specifically ex- ex- get nervous when I bring up ethics. Because if I'm questioning the ethics of something, you're like, oh, good Lord, what could it be? Well, no, it usually means that I'm definitely on your side. Because if, if, if it's so bad that you're <laughs> questioning it, then I'm like, well, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely opposed to it. It was just something, because I told you, like, I rewatched that movie. No, I don't think throwing puppies into the river is good. No. (laughs) I'm on your side, Trev. That scene is actually in a uh, movie starring Hulk Hogan, though. Um, There's just a random scene when he's driving on the motorcycle, and in the background, for some reason, a dude's throwing the dog in the river. I don't know why. I don't need to do that. (laughs) I don't either, but no, uh, because I told you I watched the movie Face Off, like, Wednesday night, right? You did? And I hadn't watched it so long. And I just, I guess I forgot just how, like, really out there and twisted this plot line was. Like, it's... Like, Hold on. I mean, <laughs> you forgot? Well, I mean, I did... I Keep did, in mind, <laughs> this is a movie where... It's the, also from, like, 97, okay? The title gives away the entire plot. Not necessarily. The two it people could, are it could be a hockey movie. <laughs> the two people are switching faces, and yet you had to watch the movie... 
to be reminded of how ludicrous the plot. Well, because <laughs> you know when you say, oh it, yeah, that is weird. When you say it that way, I mean, I'd forgotten that one. Um, it's got uh, uh, what's his name from the wires in it. Um, bunny. And he's so young, it's kind of crazy. And second, uh, I mean, I don't remember them being like, a, I don't remember them having to watch 10 minutes of them actually showing the faces being switched. They do show too much. It's like, I, you described it to me in the scene before. I don't really need a detailed vision of, it was, I had to like look away a little bit. It was like kind of cringy. But, you know, in the movies kind of, you know, it, it's kind of twisted out there a little bit. There, there's some, there's some like weird ethical middle grounds. And one of the things I started thinking about last night was like, I, I mean, so, and this is hard to talk about because they switch spaces, but so the John Trav- so then when Nicolas Cage. Took- I'm ready to just make this the whole show. <laughs> I hadn't seen Schindler's List in a while. I watched it. Man, I've forgotten it. It's, it's pretty sad. <laughs> so, so, I mean, so, so Nicolas Cage wakes up from his coma. And he, you know, makes the doctor put Travolta's face on him. As you do. As you do. And then he burns everybody. And he goes along, like, you know, living Travolta's life as Nicolas Cage. And, you know, aside from the whole creepiness with the daughter scenes, I started wondering, like, so he, like, you know, he seduces his wife and, like, hooks up with her. Like, so what I was wondering was if you let someone sleep with you who's a complete stranger but you do it because he stole your husband's face. Is that rape? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, she let him, but she didn't know it was him. I think that. Not that Nicolas Cage needs like that charge added on to everything else he's doing in this movie, but I'm just wondering. I believe that would constitute rape. I mean, this is like I'm I'm amazed after 22 years this hasn't been an SVU episode. <laughs> like, guess what? The, I want to. I want to. Now that's one time that Ice T acts surprised, and I will be okay with it. He did what to his face? <laughs> he did what? <laughs> you mean he cut his face off so he could bang his wife? <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I mean, so so he that that's bad, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you could be charged with that or not. That is that is bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll read some text. I do want to hear your – I'm very curious about your football group text conundrum. What, what it the, made me mad last night a little the bit. The question was, because you're clearly worked up about it. I want to know if I fall on your side or, I guess, the opposition side. So we'll get to that. Uh, we'll take some text as well. What, we'll answer the question from Louisville Magazine. I'm going to steal your answer for my answer. Uh, what's one thing you'd love to do in Louisville, but only from Memorial Day to Labor Day, that you'd recommend to others? Best answers coming up after the break here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Memorial Day weekend to you here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Back in. 
Hi, it's Rich the Mike Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. We gave the, the Bats their flowers last segment. Uh, bats rolling above 500 now. How about the Reds, though? Beating the, you know what, uh, the Cubbies this afternoon. 6 nothing now. Reds have 10 hits. And I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to spoil anything by saying this, but Hunter Green has allowed no hits through four innings. And I, I, I don't feel bad about talking about this. You know, you, you don't talk about a pitcher doing, during a no-hitter. But he's already thrown 86 pitches. So there's basically no chance that he's going to go the distance here. But has allowed no hits through four innings. Um, Cubs have made two errors. It's not a perfect game. He's walked a couple guys. But Reds lead 6 nothing up there at Wrigley Field over the bad guys. Uh, Reds 21-29. and 29, Cubs 22-27. and 27. The Reds with a sweep could move out of last place in the Central and knock the Cubs down there. That's what we're going for. All right, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We've got young Patrick Ryan in the studio. He's here. We called him out on Wednesday. We were like, you need to be here today. Baseball's over. School's over. School is over, right? Not for GCPS. Okay, well, it's not over. It, it, it's, it's basically over. You're fine. But he did show up today. We're putting him to work. He's going to learn the new system. Uh, we've got it going on. Trevor, talk for me. There was like a five second. That microphone has not been working. Let's see if it works. Now. There's no way any of these microphones Hey, yeah. I hear it. I hear it. it works okay. Fair enough. Makes him sound even a little better, actually. Got a little bass in his voice. Welcome back, Patrick, to the Welcome show. Back. Happy to be here. What up, P Dog? How does it feel to be an almost high school graduate? Feels pretty good. You know, I have him. so many Catholic school friends that are already done <laughs> that their last day was like May twelfth. I do remember. I, I remember after we graduated, we had like a, a huge party. It was actually, actually in between my district tournament games in baseball, and there were all these girls that went to like mail that came. And they got up in the morning and like we're going to school. And I was like, oh, I'd forgotten. Like, it's weird that there's that much of it's still that much of a disconnect. Like because had, all it was like two weeks. All the Catholic schools like their their seniors are done before the rest of the school. Right. But JCPS doesn't do that. They yeah. just everybody goes to the same day. So if only you could talk to somebody about that, who could, might might be able to change that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but then happen. my brother graduated in December too. So like they'll all be like hanging out at somebody's house on like a Wednesday night. And I'm it's like, just you. It's just you finishing up school. You cherish these days. You got cherish I'm cherishing them. You're almost done. You've already made it farther than Trevor did. So I made no, it farther I, than Trevor did, like did, two did, years ago. <laughs> I did some college. I just been in a high school career. It's oh wow, well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's the kids in like middle school that have accomplished that. It's fine. All right. Uh, we we talked in the first segment about uh, Jeff Brom being the official portal king, the latest addition to Louisville's portal class. Uh, Jeffrey Clark from Georgia State, one of the top rated players in the portal, the top rated defensive lineman in the portal. Making it over here and on three, bumping Louisville ahead of Colorado in the rankings, which got you. Even brings in walk, even brings in like walk-ons. They're five stars. This is true. I mean, he's just like that's that's, that's where we're at. We're like, he's a walk-on. Oh, what well, must be done? He was a five-star. He's a five-star. That's it. That's how. That's just how we roll. Only at the most important position in the game. Yeah. Just don't. I mean, just, we just got him in there because we can't. I mean, we are just like the, the. We're like me when I was playing the college football game and just like recruiting guys, just so no other teams could have them. Uh, do you want to read some text, or do you want to get into your? I, I'm very curious to hear your the argument you had amongst your friends in the, uh, the fancy football group. Chat. Let's do some text just so we don't get too far behind on. All it. right, we'll read some text because then then we're like reading them for like an hour ago. We're like, what is that guy talking about? Well, that's that's gonna happen anyway. I know, it is, but still, let's try to avoid a little bit of it. <laughs> text just says Louisville lands the number one available and number eight overall DL uh, per on three, four and a half sacks, nine and a half tackles for loss. Watching his film, he plays with a lot of energy and he's very disruptive. I'm pumped for Louisville football. Go Cards. Let's play football. Georgia State didn't have a great year last year, but they were they had been good for before last year, I think. Great program. Great defensive lineman producing program. Very young and wide program. receiver. And wide receiver. That's exactly yes. right. 
That's what they're known for, defensive tackles and wide receivers. That go on to bigger and better things at, at power conferences. That is true. That's what people say. Yeah. Uh, That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> Texter says, MLB, the show game, and the baseball talk on the radio show has me watching the Reds games on TV now. There MLB, the show, will get you into playing, watching more baseball. I can agree to that. So I asked the question about the, the Louisville Magazine question, what's one thing you like to do in Louisville between Memorial Day and Labor Day that you would recommend to others? we got some responses here. Texter says, eat at Kingfish. <laughs> Love Kingfish. Remember last time I ate at Kingfish. Roll down the hill. I got it during the pandemic. I got carry out there during the pandemic. The line was like blocks long. It took I was forever. never a big Kingfish. I was, more, I was more of a Captain D's guy myself. Well, we just we always go there after baseball games growing up. Okay. Remember, it was like a big spot. You just you'd roll down the hill. It was the that was the, the highlight of the summer. It's great. Nice little playground over there. Uh, TJ texted and said kayak. <laughs> yeah, because that, that was the first thing. An activity like that wasn't the first person that came to our mind. <laughs> I like whitewater rafting. I've never been kayaking. I've whitewater rafted twice. It's fun. But I, I've never I've never done like kayaking. I don't know how much money you would have to give me to get me in a kayak down. I would water. love to see you in a kayak. I don't. I don't. <laughs> we did it one time over the pandemic down uh down Floyd's Fork. Uh from like Turkey Run to Broad Run, because Broad Run's right by our house. So TJ also waited on the bus. He said, we have one working microphone at the studio. Shockingly, we didn't keep up with the bus. <laughs> we actually sold it to a dude that, like, fixed it up and, like, travels around the country and, like, kind of lives. He has a house somewhere, I think, but uh, he lives in it some. Frank's brother? I, there's a there's a girl I know who no, has. No, it's not Frank's brother. I was I was friends with in high school who very, like, she, like, now, like, hung out with her a decent amount since college. But, like, she, for the last, like, five years, has, like, she just tricked out a van has been just going around the country, like working remote. And it's very wild following her on Instagram. Apparently, some people do this. I could never do it. I mean, wasn't that a movie just it? recently with uh, friend, uh, McDermott, the, the No Man Land? She's, I don't know. They were living, she's living in a bus in Nevada? I don't know. I mean, it was a decent movie. It, I mean, if you can get past watching her poop in a bucket. Texas says, my answer is leave for Florida. <laughs> I don't know if we're unique I, in that respect. I like but. that answer though. Leave. <laughs> that's a good, that's, that, might, that might be what you should say. Well, the says going to the lake. Well, I guess that doesn't count because the lakes aren't in Louisville. Well, what yeah. about Taylor? Oh no, Taylor's Lake's in Indiana, isn't it? Now the we Taylorsville. have Taylorsville. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a clever name, Trevor. The Taylorsville Lake, <laughs> off Taylorsville Road, right by our studio. <laughs> that's where I went night fishing. Up. We always, we, yeah, we we'll go kayaking right after the show one day. It's gonna be great. Uh, like uh, three people in a row say church picnics, which church picnics are awesome, and I they don't have them nearly as in high volume in other cities because the Catholic community here is so so much stronger than most big cities. Only been the one ever. You gotta go to more church picnics. Just, that was when we did. The only reason I was there is because we did a show there with uh, Nick and TJ. It was one of their. Which I one was it? I think it was. I can't remember. I don't can't remember what church it was now. Patrick, you would know. Some some affiliate with your dad, or maybe it was with TJ. I can't remember which church it was. I, I remember. Know. I was. I remember just being blown away at just the atmosphere in itself. Like I'd never like. Do you remember what area of town? Yeah, the area I don't go to often. Um, it just, but it had like, you know, beer and gambling. There was like a, you could jump up on the wall, like that Velcro thing. Yeah. There was food trucks. I was just like, this is insane. They're like, yeah, this is just taking your average, you know, run the mill Catholic picnic. It's a good time. What was your favorite church picnic to go to growing up? Um, I mean, I went to Holy Trinity. I loved ours and I, I led it primarily. We had the golf, which now is becoming, I think St. Agnes has it too, where you have like the closest to the pin. And I actually, I won. I finished like sixth one year. Like the top 30 got to qualify to go to, there were different strokes than they used to have actual golf holes. You would go down there and you'd go to the, one job. of the par threes. And if you hit a home run, a hole in one, you won a free car. 
but they also gave prizes for like the top 10. Like I won a, a free driver on that. Like I loved Holy Trinity because of that. Agnes was a big deal because they had the carnival. Um, I mean, St. Joe's doesn't count. It's in its own world. Yeah. But like, they've, I'm trying to think. I, I really liked Holy Trinity's growing up. I liked, um, I feel like Margaret Mary had a good picnic. The only thing I ever knew about St. Joe's picnic growing up was that as a server, it was meant we were dead that weekend. Because yeah. no, everyone's going to picnics. No one was coming out to eat. Picnics a big deal. Yeah. Texas, hey Trev, uh, FanDuel has minor league baseball lines. Ooh, I haven't. I, I switched. I used to be a FanDuel guy, and then everyone. We're, I'm in this group where we every week we do like uh, DFS for uh, fantasy football. There's like six or seven of us, five bucks, winner take all each every week, and they all switched to DraftKings. So, you know me. I just gradually switched and never went back. I need to. Look into that because I want to bet some bats. We're going to win some money this year. It's time. I mean, if you ever had a opportunity, this is the time to be betting on the bats. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to send you this, this Ellie De La Cruz home run from last night. I want you to. That was a nuke. It was an absolute <laughs> bomb. Uh, but the, the call of it, I mean, even though is it obviously. On, is it on the bats Twitter account? I just send it to you. Okay. Obviously, the visual is is what you're looking for here, but the call of it, I thought, was was good enough on its own. Uh I mean, 117.7 miles per hour, 450 feet over the scoreboard in Syracuse. Play it if you got it. Yeah, hold on one second. Let me get it. Cue it back up because I missed the beginning. Number one prospect in all of baseball. Plays right here for your Louisville Bats. Go down to the stadium watch. I'm in again here. Check to first, 1-0. What the hell? Oh, boy. Winging a fly ball. This ball is destroyed. <laughs> Cortez doesn't even move. Ellie De La Cruz just did a home run over the. What? Yeah. It's freezing because it's it's got it on. Hold on, it's got on two screens over here. For some reason, like when I opened up the. Uh, I knew I was asking too much. I know. Hold on. I'm in again here. 15 seconds of audio. Check to first. One out. 38. Swinging a fly ball. This ball is destroyed. Cortez doesn't even move. Ellie De La Cruz just did a home run over the scoreboard. My goodness. <laughs> Ellie De La Cruz will be one of the faces of baseball someday soon. All right, that's he all just wrecked Joey Lucchese's I mean, night. I, I will with say, like, long- yeah, we've had, there have been, been a couple of guys that have come through this, this franchise in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years that you knew were going to wind up being big deals in, in the majors. Um, I mean, Adam Dunn was a freak show when he was in town, and you knew he was going to be hitting bombs at the major league level pretty soon. I would say if you want to see one of the big stars of baseball, get out and see a bats game in the next like month or so, because I think that he's got it's like four or five weeks left to where if he could get called up in late June, I can't, I don't know the exact date, late June, early July, it won't technically count as a rookie season. Like he'll his, his first year as a quote unquote major leaguer won't go into effect until next season, but they can they can officially call him up and start playing him. So the clock's going to run out soon. Like he's going to be called up before the end of the year. If you want to get a chance to see this kid while he's a Louisville bat, I would act on the opportunity because he's absolutely going to be a, a superstar at the next level. You know, barring something crazy like injuries happening, uh, he checks every single box you can you can check, and I mean he's. Doing absurd things to the bats. Right Is there now. anything cooler than seeing an outfitter just look, just not even barely move, but just look up and just turn around and just start walking the other way after a bone? Yeah, or, or just like stare. Just like I mean, yeah, he, he takes like he didn't even hardly, he didn't turn fully around. He just like moves his head around, now watching it, and just puts it back down and walks away. I mean, the ball was out in two seconds. It was yeah, <laughs> it was an absolute just blistered baseball. I mean, he went out of Louisville Slugger last week. Yeah, he, yeah. He, I mean, he's hit home runs where he thinks it's he a car driving by one day. <laughs> he, had, he had that one. 
one game like two weeks ago where he hit three balls, 115-plus, yeah. two from the right side, one from the left side. He's hit more 100-mile-an-hour-plus balls than I think any major leaguer this season. And that's – keep in mind, he missed the first, what, three weeks of the season? When yeah. he's, I mean, that, he's, he's, he's outrageous. Not, he's not like you know major league like miss. He's hitting hundred. He's hitting a fastball. So he didn't struggle with the curveball though. Bats afraid of curve. I don't think he struggles with much. Okay. I mean, we. I remember Chris. I haven't Welsh, heard much. Yeah, Chris Welsh came on after the after the Reds finalized their roster and said like De La Cruz was the best player in in spring training for the Reds. Like he's like not best prospect, not best young guy. He, he was better than every single player this spring. And he's like, and honestly, it wasn't really that close. Like he just he looks different. He's you know. Again, crazy things can happen sometimes, but he's one of those kids that you look at and you're like, "That's everything about him says star." And so far, he's living up to it with the bats. Um, well, it was St. Gabriel's picnic. Apparently, I went to St. Gabriel. I, don't, I know I've went to. I've been to it before. I feel like I've been to every church at some point. I, I mean, went, really you, you could tell me it was those aren't even the more impressive ones, and it's still like that would even blow my mind because that would, it was, Gabriel's where I went, and that was I knew it was the that was one of the better picnics that I went to. But I really only ever went to Gabriel and Bernard. And like Rayfield, if you Rayfield a time or two, I don't think I, I take it back. I don't know if I ever, yeah, I did go to a Rayfield picnic. Rayfield was good. Bernard, yeah, Bernard always has had big rides. That's all I remembered about Bernard. Bernard did. They would do it big with the rides. They have a nice little Ferris wheel. I think all Holy Trinity had. We had a Ferris wheel when I was. I don't know how it is now. I haven't been to a HT picnic in years, but we have the Ferris wheel. But the bounce house was the huge attraction for the kids. I tell you, I keep driving past this this carnival thing over here by Lindsay. I think I want to go. We should go to it. Are the one by the stadium? Yeah, I think we should go. Can we do like a show out there? Well, we have to act fast. I mean, how long does it last? I think it's just through next week. It's like June fourth. We'll just, we'll just. I mean, we're already like in the area. I mean, we don't have to get like an approval, right? We'll just drive over there and do the show there remotely, right? Hook up with uh, Racing Lou. They can make something happen. Yeah, let's. I mean, I, I'm, don't even hook up with them. Just do a show there. They got some cool. Looking, they got some looking yeah. stuff over there. I want to. Yeah, I haven't been to a carnival slash like state fair since. God, I mean, it was when was late the nineties, strike? maybe. <laughs> What's that? When was the MLB strike? <laughs> I mean, it's about ninety. Yeah, it's around it. Well, I told you why I won't go back. What happened last time I was a state fair, but man, that's on you. I'm not doing that this time. I learned my lesson. Texas, I keep catching myself singing the transfer portal song. It makes me sad. <laughs> why does it make you sad? It should it's make, make you happy. happy. It's the best part of the show. You should like. That's like something you play when like it's like it's time to like you and the wife to get in the mood. It's like. You put that on, you're like, it's the transfer portal. Oh, yeah. Texas says, Brom to U of L is giving Spurrier at Florida vibes. Both played QB at their school. Both were at a doormat and did turnarounds. Both throw a lot, et cetera, et cetera. As much as Brom, I mean, is winning the Big Ten at Purdue the equivalent of winning the ACC at Duke? We didn't. He won a division in the Big Ten. Yeah. And technically, he actually he tied with Virginia that year. They just had the tiebreaker, I believe, with, with in the ACC at Duke. So. And that was ACC before, like, Florida State, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, that was – so, yeah, I think it's about the same, yeah. Texture says hey, – Hey, Braun played in the XFL. Spurrier originally coached in the USFL. There you go. Oh. Texture says Mr. Roboto. I don't know. It's all caps. I don't know what that means. I mean, <laughs> we should sing it. <laughs> oh, I got the Mr. Roboto. All right. I like that Boise guy is officially back on the show. I do. I like, like he's Boise very he's, – he's upset. He's texting us a lot. But he said, I thought you guys don't pay attention to on three rankings. No, no, no. There's no, a, we mock That's them. a large – that's a huge misconception. On three is terrible when it comes to uh, ranking high school players. They're fantastic when it comes to transfer <laughs> portals. It, this is a well-established fact in the sports world. People have talked about this for years. Science has broken it down. They back me up on this. When it comes to rating high school players, on three, 
bad. And they always just they show preference to Kentucky and they hate Louisville. But with, it, with the transfer portal, nobody's better. That's that's the official show stance, Boise guy. They put out something today that uh, they like ranked all the ACC on their win totals, whether or not they were too high, too low, or just right. And they had Louisville in too low at seven and a half. Really? Oh, look at that. Well, they also are great at win totals. Texas says podcast listener, but I have to chime in about TK being able to beat a 10 year old in basketball. <laughs> my little brother plays on Rondo's son's team and has for years. I would bet my life savings that Rondo's son would have beaten TK as, an early, as early as third wait, grade. Wait There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. Is Rondo's kid still not 10 years old? Uh, he says, he said when he was in third grade, he absolutely would have beaten you. Does Rondo have a 10 year old? I'd love to beat up a Rondo 10 year old. That'd be awesome. The kid would destroy you. No, I, oh, no, because it kind of maybe she's anything like that. I'm going to win this game easily. You think you would have beaten Rajon Rondo? At 10 years old? Yeah. At any point, basically, <laughs> in his life. This is very much a boxing Tyson question. I'm, I'm trying to think, because I remember, I, I mean, I, I remember watching Rondo when he was like 12 or 13. And I mean, before he got to high school, I saw Rondo in middle school. And like, because you, you heard, I mean, he, you knew Rajon Rondo's name in Louisville at that time. Uh, I mean, no, but his kid. I mean, it's his kid. It's got half his mom's genes. It doesn't mean he's going to be as good. Rayshon Rondo Jr. is twelve. It's no, 12. I don't. I'm not again. The texter saying when he was. I know. Grade, I know. You're saying he would have. Yeah. I disagree, texter. I would have taken ten year old uh, RJJ and 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 and, and taken him down. I'm not sure that kindergartner Rondo Jr. wouldn't have taken down Trevor. <laughs> and also, wouldn't be RJJ. It'd be RRJ. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> CL, Silver Creek Dragons, Creek Life, baby. <laughs> I was I was listening to that, and I think he said CL because that's the sound in silver. Ooh, like that's a good fir- one. Like Sil, You're, CL. We're, we're I love having more and more about what, the way that Trevor's brain. That's where my mind. I love thought when, his mind went. I love when people help find the way my brain works because God <laughs> knows I have no ability to do it. <laughs> I, I love that. Thank you, Patrick. I think you might be right. That does that seems to make a lot of sense. I feel like there've been other times where that's something like that has happened. That statement's not used to when it comes to the things I say. It makes a lot of sense. Texas says Trevor just being totally shocked to watch Face Off and it not being a sports movie about hockey. Now, Sudden Death is a movie now, about so, hockey. I was gonna say Sudden Death. <laughs> that which one is maybe actually more out there, Sudden Death or Face Off? Because sudden death, do you remember the premise? I remember the end when he becomes the goalie. <laughs> okay, you know, no, I thought it was the goalie. I thought he was in the mascot outfit. I, I, I think I thought he was the goalie. Now keep in mind, this was the movie that we were watching when we got caught watching Red Shoe Diaries <laughs> during I'm, the summer when I was twelve. David Duchovny. Uh, <laughs> I love, no, uh, love you, so, Scott Traeger and so, Traeger family. So, His mom walks in, and we all like fall asleep, and he's like, "We're just watching Sports Center, Mom." She's like, "Put the movie back on. The concept, we can see you from our bedroom. We can see in the main room." That's creepy. That's <laughs> well, if you got twelve year olds, it works out pretty well. So the concept of sudden death, and I haven't seen it in a while, but I do remember it because I just remember laughing at it so much when I watched it originally. So he's like a fired marshal. He's taking his kid to Game Seven of like the Stanley Cup in Pittsburgh, the Penguins, in the igloo. And at, at the same time, it's about to be taken over by terrorists who want to kidnap the president or vice president. I can't remember which one that happens to be at the game. And uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, who I, I assume when this movie was written, Steven Seagal was like on the minds of everybody. Because it's screamed Steven Seagal movie, but they went with Van Damme. Uh, has to, you know, over, you know, he beats up all the terrorists. And, of course. You know, then they end up kidnapping his kid instead of the president because that's how it usually works. 
And, you know, he has to save his kid. And at some point, yeah, he ends up being the goalie or something. And, and my favorite part is, like, when the roof starts to open, which as a kid, you know me, like, the first thing that, like, of all the things that pissed me off about this movie, I'm like, the roof doesn't open in Pittsburgh. Like, never mind it's a fire marshal doing all this. The roof doesn't really open, dude. Come on. Uh, and, he, of course, he gets on the roof and he saves him. And Darren dresses the Pittsburgh goalie to <laughs> escape the thugs, yeah. enters the game, and successfully defends a shot on goal. As the third period runs down, Luke Robitaille scores the game-tying goal for Pittsburgh in the last second, prompting sudden death overtime and prolonging the game. Deciding that there's no time left to find the remaining bombs, Darren climbs to the roof of yes, the arena. So yes. He fights off two fights off two of Foss's henchmen. One of them falls onto the score display, blowing it up as the arena erupts into chaos. Darren advances into the owner's box from above and forces his way in, rescuing Emily, the vice president, and the remaining hostages. Now, honestly, can you imagine the drugs in the room when coming up with these ideas? It, had, it couldn't have taken more than five minutes. I mean, we got a movie. Let's do it. <laughs> At least when, like, when, 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 when Seagal would do stuff like this under siege, he'd be a cook. But they'd be like, "Well, he's only a cook because he's like the he's like a green beret with all these like awards, but he's smarted off to the general, so he's a cook." This dude's a fire marshal. Like, have you, this is the same guy that has the same job as Fire Marshal Bill. All right, and he's doing all this. Neither are real people. <laughs> I mean, somebody that's driving the fire marshal like, screw you, Trevor. I've seen Rescue Me. And no, no, nobody in that movie's doing this. It is shocking that he's like, <laughs> like he has no special skills that are yeah. that should help him in this situation, and yet he somehow gets onto the ice <laughs> as a goalie and then climbs to the top of arena I mean, and kills everybody. Of all the things you're doing, you couldn't you couldn't throw in one one minute sentence where he goes, "Wow, remember back in the day when you were a green beret, and now you're just a fireman? Right. Just do that." Or like you know, we sent you to that special camp for one week to learn all. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, learn, just, there's no learn, learn how to be a goalie and climb on a roof. I mean, I'll say it. I've got significant issues with so, the plot of Sunday. Okay, so that being said, which movie would make which was would make you think you're watching a hockey movie, but you're not? Is more out there, Face Off or Sudden Death? I'm still going with Face Off. <laughs> just <laughs> it's closer than it should be. I'm still going with Face Off. <laughs> Which uh, one is more appropriately named? Mm, face Off. Well, I don't know, but sudden death is like, don't they happen in, doesn't it happen in overtime? It does, but Face Off is far more to the point. <laughs> it's more on the nose, no pun intended, I guess. I mean, I guess if it was Face Off, Face On, that'd be the only thing that can make it a little <laughs> bit more literal, but it's, it's still, it's pretty, it tells you exactly what's going to happen right there. <laughs> um, what if it was Face Off, Face On, Sleep with the Dude's Wife? Well, that would be. Now, I love how, how Face Off. By the way, the only way they can determine who's who is by their blood type. Like, I mean, they, the doctor couldn't have changed everything on them when he switched I, their face, right? Yeah, I'm sure they have the same fingerprints. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, he changed. I mean, I know he talked about moving the scar from his son when he was in the movie, but Nick Cage would be like, I, "I've figured out everything." It's like, "Quick, what's your social security number?" He's like, <laughs> "Damn it, when's your birthday?" I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't memorize all that information. There's no way. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour, we'll get into uh, – you guys, several of you want me to talk about my dad's exploits last night on Twitter. We can do that. Uh, we'll also talk about basketball. Tyler Johnson, officially a Cardinal. We'll read the release. He, hear what Kenny Payne had to say about the latest Cardinal. All that coming your way in hour number two. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 Big X. you You can't change that. Wrong to right. 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 W
good show between a 10 year old and basketball fever continues to take over the show. I mean, I bring it. Like, we like, got TJ Walker texting Patrick Ryan, not on the text line, but texting him off air to say that not only does he think that the best 10 year old in the world could beat you in basketball, he thinks most 10 year olds, period, could beat you in basketball. Okay, listen. A majority of 10 year olds in the world could beat you in basketball. I feel, I feel like. I feel like I'm like this really like weird, creepy version of the guy that stays at like at the park and plays people for chess. Bring me a ten year old playing chess for money. Like you think your ten year old can beat me? Bring it twenty dollars on the table and we'll play the game. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm like the, I'm like Duck and Johnson and, and White Man in the real White Man Can't Jump movie. You're gonna get so winded after the first like two possessions. The kids gonna go around. You're just gonna like, grab him and throw him down. It's like well. <laughs> The game's over now. Kids out. No blood, kid. Get up. That's life. That's probably how it would end up going. That's that, that'd be my big fear. Now, if do we, we have a foul? Because I mean, I do play Bill Lambeer style, and just because you're ten, don't mean I'm taking it easy on you. Like, you take it to the hole. You know, we're do, I, it, you're getting the 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 Davis boys treatment of tap tap. Now, openly talking about assaulting ten year olds. <laughs> I think I might be able to find a 10-year-old in my neighborhood. First of all, it's not assault if it's during a play-by-play game, okay? Marcus Smart has proven that. It doesn't count. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Um, Anyways, welcome into the second hour of Mike Rutherford Show. Here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. People want me to talk about this, so I can talk about it. Uh, My dad last night had an interesting (laughs) night. It's a weird night last night. It was a very weird night. Like when I when my phone starts blowing up at 10:30, 10:45, it's not what I expect to see. But he did get, have a little exchange with Olivia Krauth, who's the uh, political reporter for the Courier Journal. And like 10 years ago, like because a lot of I think my friends were more upset than anybody. Like my friends are like this is like they they're like we want to rush to. Glenn. I'm like let's not do this thing. But like. 28-year-old Mike probably would have said something. I almost had it. It was one of those where I was like, all right, I'm going to bite my tongue. And my dad's a big boy. He can fight his own big, his own fights. He's not even trying to fight. Like, he's just – he was doing what he thought was a – I don't know. I, I guess a old journalist service to a young journalist. The reality is on the internet, and my dad's very new to, like, the, the Twitter world, the internet world period, just – the, the best advice I can give is never give advice. Like, just don't. Like, nobody wants – like, nobody wants – nobody's going to take it well – so uh, yeah. Olivia Kraut, who does, I think, do a very good job uh, at her position, she had made some tweet about, like, you know, the best part about having a scoop is watching everybody else try to, you know, write your story without giving you direct credit for it. Kind of a, you know, thump your chest type post, like, like I'm, I'm great at my job and all this stuff, which is, is, is fine. It's whatever. My dad is very much, like, old school, like, he very, like, hated over-the-top celebrations, hated look-at-me, look-at-me stuff. That's uh, why you like Barry Sanders. It's, it's kind of why I started liking Barry Sanders, yeah. for sure. And then he – so he just sent, like, a a tweet to her that was, like, you know, the best advice, one of the best pieces of advice I, I ever got was, like, let your story do the talking. I like that. And she she did not. She, she <laughs> she's, she's more modern, modern girl. I want the attention. I want the likes. I want the shares. She very much, like, you know, she kind of went after him. She – I, I think – I like if if I was my dad, I wouldn't have said anything. But I think that her reaction was very much over the top and unwarranted. Um, I mean, was, she, there, was there any cursing in it? No. She can, just, can, we, can we read them? Oh, we can. Yeah, you can read them. I'll be Olivia, and you be your dad. No, we're not going to act out. Oh, come on. No, we're we're not going to do that. Spoils. I mean, she basically was just like like my dad was like you know she's like you're very talented. Like I used to work at the Courier, all this stuff. Like there's just no need to be self-congratulatory. If I misread your tweet, my apologies. She's like, you didn't re- misread it at all. Uh, I am very talented. The CJ is very well served, but I'll just sell, do whatever I want. My dad's like, you know, she's like, I was like, I, 
no disrespect intended. I was just trying to give you advice. And she's like, I didn't ask for it. I don't need your advice, and I don't appreciate it. No, and so she's just like your typical kind of younger. Uh, my my entire self esteem is my entire worth is built around people liking me and telling me how good I am. Now the big problem, the, the problem that I have with the whole thing is the, and I, I I like these people. Some of them I don't even know. But like I've got I, I, last night, I get a ton of DMs from people that that work <laughs> with her that are like, "Tell your dad we said thanks." Like basically being like, <laughs> like we all want to say this. Which I mean, on one hand, I'm like cool, but like on the other hand, I was like. Say it yourself. Like, like, you know, why are you? Why, why is my seventy-six-year-old dad, who's been out of journalism now for like six years, saying what you all want to say, but just won't for whatever reason? Like, if 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 somebody called you out, Trev, for something you said publicly, okay, I wouldn't DM them and be like, "Thank you for saying that." I'd be like, "No, I'm going to tell him myself." If I, I have say, a yeah. <laughs> if I have a significant issue with something that you say on air that's that's bothering me, like I'm just going to tell you off air or on the air. I don't think or on like, the yeah. air sometimes. Honestly, yeah, I don't think I have no problem. I'd rather you tell it to me. I don't want you to be. I don't want you to, like walk around eggshells with me. If something's bothering you, say it. And so it's always people that are like, "Hey, like just just so you know, like you know, we all kind of like, like, tell your dad like thank you for, on behalf of me." And like, I'm like, you know. I'm, Tell him yourself, or tell her yourself. Like this is, you know, this is not the way that it's supposed to be done. But I thought that, like, I, th- I thought that, and it sucks because I do think she's good at her job. I'm sure and she is. I don't know her, but I'm, I'll believe you. I think that my dad, I, everything comes across as maybe different than you intended online, and it's hard to read stuff. I, I think he was harmless. I wouldn't have said it if I was him, but he doesn't know that. He doesn't operate in that world, and I think that her reaction was was certainly over the top. But whatever. That's and, and my then she tried to, to take. she tried to come at him for uh, replying to her without following her. And I don't think my pro- dad even knows how to follow. I was gonna her. say your dad. That's that's just I can see her doing that. And that if that was your dad, if I was your dad, I'd be like, I, I don't know what you're talking. Like, was that an insult? Am I am, see, I, but the, am I doing the game wrong? I mean, what, what, and the what, thing what? is, the new Twitter it works in that way where if you like, and I'm sure my dad doesn't know how to toggle tabs. He did, he barely knows how to use his phone. I don't know what but a like, toggle tab is. You, you can there there are two settings on the new Twitter where it's like the for you setting and the following setting, and the following setting is oh. when your timeline is in sync, and it's 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 the people that you follow. I do know that. Okay, tweeted by most recent. But if you go to for you, you get a lot of tweets from people that you don't even follow. They'll just they'll find tweets yeah. that they think you'll like. Like half of them, like 50% of them are from people that you don't follow. So I'm sure that my dad just was on the for you section I that popped you. up and that's what he was responding to. And so, yeah, she's like, you don't, she's like, I usually tell people to unfollow me. You don't even follow me. Like, did you just come to my page to belittle me? And my dad's like, well, to belittle me. Like, she's like, he's like, I just, I just said, maybe let your work speak for itself. Um, but that was, that was a very strange thing. Yeah. And like all these people are like, start texting me. My friends are like, my friends are like, uh, like this is ridiculous. Like, I, I, like they're all up in arms, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back off. There's no, I, I did type something out at one point, and I was like, it's not even worth it to send. I want to no. be in a huge media war. I don't do that anymore. That was very much like the Twitter heyday, like from like 2010 through like 2015. I, was I just all, ignore anybody who comes at me on Twitter. Courier Journal versus the Big X. I, it's also like a like a Ooh. sign of the of the new times. Like I've got a lot of friends who who grew up here, but then have moved away either during college or like a few years after college and the courier when they were living here was this big, you know, it was very much like this very straight laced professionalism, like all this stuff. And like, they're shocked that somebody from the courier, and I'm like, this is kind of the new, like you have reporters now at major news organizations who are younger, who grew up with social media, who are used to acting a certain way, who aren't going to change their, who kind of like acted the way that like I was acting when I was a, you know, lowly scum blogger <laughs> 10 years ago when blogs were first coming up. And it's just kind of, it's the way of the world. I love now. the way you're dancing around, like using the word immature. 
I mean, I don't even know if it's immaturity. Like, I think that it's just, it's, you have different perspectives on things when you're 24, 25, 26 than you do when you get a little bit older and you just, you kind of, I don't well, know. I get that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I wasn't as, you know, sophisticated, you know, mature human being you see now at 26. This is <laughs> <laughs> what people said. I mean, 20s Trevor was like, you asked me about like my credit thing yesterday. There's 20s Trevor, like there, you couldn't find like a blockbuster within like a hundred mile radius. That I didn't know money to. Like if I, I, I if I was forced to pay all my money back, that would blockbuster for late fees. You may still see blockbusters in Louisville. I, I there was one time where it was like sixty two dollars, and I was like, "Can I just buy this movie?" I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "This is ridiculous." Well, most of the time, I would be like, "The I'm, I was the one to be like, I drive to the blockbuster and rent the game and be like, all right, peace.' Yeah, <laughs> got me a game for five ninety nine. Yeah, I was that tool. Well, they <laughs> just wait for him to go out of business. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> they're out of business. Granted, most of the games I got from them are like PS ones. They're, they're pretty that one blockbuster <laughs> left in like Oregon. They have Trevor's. They have Trevor's face up on the wall. <laughs> Do not let in. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. We'll take some text here uh, for the rest of the segment. We'll take the next segment. We'll talk about Tyler Johnson. The release. We'll we'll find out just how high character of a guy he is based on Kenny Payne's words. Uh, Texter says. Uh, can we please get a spoiler alert, guys? What did we spoil oh, for? For which movie? We spoiled Face Off and Sudden. Yeah, we did. Ken. Well, we didn't run into Face Off. We didn't tell how it ends. Texture says, <laughs> "Just remember, Jack Black punted Baxter and left Ron in a glass cage of emotion." That's true. He did. Yeah. And <laughs> not Jack Black's finest moment. Texture says, "Are you forgetting about the Gatewood at tight end?" I guess I didn't mention Joey Gatewood when we were talking about him, but he's. I did. I, I said fence sure style. He'll fence style will compete for a starting spot at, at tight end. That's that's why we bring him in. Uh, part of the transfer portal class. Now I wonder if we do we get. However, they evaluate these transfer portal ratings. Like I, I wonder if Joey Gatewood is being evaluated as a quarterback or a, as a tight end because I mean, a tight end, right? You know he's never actually played exactly. Like, how the hell do you evaluate that if you're like the the on three guy? It's like I don't know, three stars, whatever. Just slap it on him. Like, I feel like if if there's a if there's something in between, if you don't have any way to evaluate him, you just go with three stars. Like that's the safe play, right? Yeah, he was a five star quarterback. He's clearly athletic. He, I mean, I would say yeah. I don't think two. I think three stars. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, you look at him and you're like, he's got. He did a lot of running at at UCF. He's clearly an athletic player. He's got the size to be a good tight end. We're assuming he knows how to catch and can learn how to block. Boom, three stars. You've got no idea, though. You, no. You've got no I – mean, imagine being like – He could be a five-star tight end. Yeah, I mean, you look at him, you're like, I'm based on my knowledge of the game and my video evaluation and his technique when he was running this read option from November 12th, 2021, I'm calling him a five-star tight end. What if he comes out and be like Antonio Gates type player? I would enjoy it. That'd be great. Texture says, sorry for the repetition, but we really need Nanu and Jeff Greer on at the same time. It could be the format in the Merv Griffin Seinfeld episode where you have one waiting on the phone without the other one knowing the Trevor Newman, uh-oh, would be priceless. The baseball player would be just the cherry on top. I would love to make this happen. The animal, the animal, the hawk and the squirrel. <laughs> Jerry, you drugged a woman to play with her toys. Well, here she is. If we did this and Greer didn't know about it, he'd be so pissed. He would yeah, we, we'd get off. He just would call me right away and be like, "I can't believe you did that to me." But would he stop having you on the show? What show? Uh, well, his podcast or whatever. Oh no, you got to have me on. The okay, then let's do it. There's we'll no loss here. We should. I, I meant to have him on today, I, but I don't know what our phone situation is here. Oh, it, um, they work. 
Phones here are better than the phones. Are they? The well, he knows how to use them, probably. <laughs> Texas says, are, it is easier system here, though, yeah. <laughs> Texas says, uh, hey, Trev, Flojo, Florence Griffith Joyner, uh, designed the 90s Pacers uniforms, not Jackie Joyner. Kersey, Mike, you'll get the new computers the same day as the YouTube cameras. It's happening. There's a difference? I'm assuming that's a podcast listener. Jackie Joyner, Kersey, and Flo- the same person, right? No, they're not. Track stars? They are. Okay, same person. Okay. They're not the same Close person. enough, then. Texas says Olivia Krauth is way too online and oversensitive. She craves Twitter beef and actually seeks it out. Your dad was nice and gave good advice that she should eat. Some people do that. Well, there was that. There was a whole Twitter situation last summer with the whole manual baseball coach thing. Was she involved in that? No. Well, the dude. Oh, I do came remember at me, and he she completely That's came right. to my defense. So your team. Oh proud. yeah, was that the same girl? Yes. Oh okay. Completely went right at that dude. I I forgot about that. He was tweet. He was tweeting the other day about us losing to Eastern. Oh, he's now he's like doing a celebratory thing. He, yeah, he's doing a celebratory thing. Get over it, dude. You're a grown man. I assume. Texture says it's basically. Yeah, <laughs> he still goes by Nate. So is he really that grown? Was he supposed to be the Daniel? <laughs> Maybe Nathan. I don't know. <laughs> Texture says, when was the last time you were as excited for a Reds prospect as you are for Ellie? I mean, probably never. Honestly, if I'm being really, I think Ellie. I mean, he's the most. To me, like the sure, most surefire Camus guy that has come through the organization. Well, you said Dunn, and I think, like, uh, what was the other power hitter you had other than Adam Dunn? I mean, I was excited for, I mean, I, I still am kind of excited for Hunter Green, who's pitching well today. No hitter, by the way. Why did you say? I wasn't even going to say. he's out of the game. I, oh, here he came You out? were talking to Patrick when I was making a point, because he was already at 82 pitches through four innings. I was like, I don't even mind saying this. He hasn't allowed a hit, because there's no way he's going to finish the game. Uh, they are through six innings. Yeah, yeah, they're in the bottom of the seventh now. Uh, still seven nothing Reds. They've got fifteen hits. The Cubs have a you, big goose egg. I bet, I bet he, I bet he scored, racked up a ton of points for me in fantasy baseball today. I mean, I was really excited for Homer Bailey. It was a big deal when he. I remember his his first start was the same night that Louisville clinched its first trip to the College World Series in 07. And like we had friends over, like we were very excited, very drinking, very heavily to get excited for Homer Bailey's first start. I was pumped for him. But as far as a position player, I don't. I mean, it's been a long time. I can't remember. I remember I was at a bats game, in uh, when I was re- when I was really young, when Billy Hamilton was coming up. I was excited for Billy, and but it was I, a different kind of excitement. Yeah, I was on like the grass out in the outfield, like that one grass area they have. I was up on the fence, and I had a snow cone. And I dropped like like it was a souvenir snow cone cup onto the warning track, and Billy came and picked it up and threw it back up into the grass. What a guy! Stole. 185,000 bases in one season in minor league baseball. I honestly thought he might be the first to break, break, finally break 100, which is like there with like Bill Rip, uh, Cal Ripken's, I'm just calling Bill Ripken, but Cal Ripken's like game played streak. I think 100's like something that's never going to be touched again. And I thought like he might have it. I thought I could be proven wrong when he came up. But if he'd been a better hitter, he could get on, maybe. He'd just get on first. Yeah, really. When he got on base, he was great. Yeah. It but just, I don't, he was but again, I don't sure. know how many, he never really, what was his career high in? He had one year where he led, the, I think, led the bigs in stolen bases, but he still hit like two ten. I thought the I thought the bigger bases and the pitchers can only pick off twice was gonna help hey, stolen bases a little bit this year, but I haven't really seen. He never stats talk, on it. His high was fifty nine. I mean, I would have thought nobody really breaks fifty anymore. Yeah, fifty nine is a lot. That's again. That's why I said I don't think Hunter's never getting touched. No, it's yeah. not. It'd be it'd be shocking if it did. I mean, the fact that he broke his minor league record was pretty stunning. That was yeah, Coleman. Yeah. Um. Texture sends in a picture of just a Nevada front license plate that says cowboy. <laughs> in Nevada, it's perfect, by the way. Texture said, how would, Tramer, how would Trevor do in Kramer's karate class? Oh, I, <laughs> a little snots would get beat Tramer. up. I took karate one year. 
That did. I'm not surprised. Oh, come on. I, just, I see you as a karate oh, kid. Well, first of all, you know, as soon as I saw Karate Kid in theaters, I was like, I'm getting karate. And, and for the record, there's many things. Like, I'm not saying, like, I know everybody wants to, like, you know, inspire their kids to do things, but if your kid looked like me at that age, don't put him in karate. <laughs> if, he, if he begs you, pleads, screams, don't put him. Just, it's not a good idea. Did you break the wood plank? Uh, large kids who are already chunky do not belong in white, like white pullover robes and, and do karate. Okay, it just no, it does, it's it's not good. Did you ever go do karate in the Spreewell jersey? No, because now that's what I'm. Spreewell was still like in middle. No, I did karate like it was. This was like when I was like five, six, seven years. Maybe I don't even think I was eight. I was like five Can or we six. We find the Spreewell picture. I, I need to find it. I, found it. Here's the problem. I want to ask my mom where it is, but if I ask her, she's going to like start talking to me. And then she's going to like talk for hours, and then start like showing me stuff and bringing me stuff, and I'm like, I just wanted this free well picture. It's the problem with living with your mom oh, at 42. Lord, no I would kill for this documentary of Trevor and his mom living together. <laughs> you know this Grey Garden sequel. She's really not far from me either. The 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 the, 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 the apple doesn't fall far. I think we need to tree. move Scoots in there. We need Scoots would Scoots is too like. We're, we're just talking the other day about how we need to make this the Big Brother house where have we just have ever, cameras and live feeds available twenty four seven. Have you really ever heard that? Scoots? Yes. <laughs> have you ever heard Scoots talk about his roommate situation? We've we've discussed the, the yeah. fact that they act out TV scenes together. Um, or the other day he was like he was like I mowed the front yard <laughs> and I left the lawnmower out and I thought he was going to mow the backyard and he didn't. And I was pretty upset about it, but I didn't say anything. Just your typical level score. We have the best cast of characters in all of. They, right they were talking on Roll Call this morning about how we just need a Scoots Trevor show. <laughs> I'd listen. They were talking about whether if it was must-listen radio or must-not-listen radio. There'd be times where I'd be like, okay, this, this is this is too much. I, I can't take this. But there would be other times where I'd be very excited. That needs to be a podcast, things. not a radio show, by the way. Who do you think would run the board? You think Who who gets stuck on the board? Oh, I'd, let him, I'd make him run the seniority. The pod, I mean, you would think that you could talk about things on the podcast that you can't talk about, and you would get... You get shut down after one episode. Even on the podcast? Exactly. You think like podcast is just a free for all. Like it's what? more loose. You can cuss and stuff, <laughs> but you would start telling stories that you absolutely cannot tell on podcast without people getting very upset. And then that would be the end of the podcast. Question What story do you think I could tell on podcasts that I haven't even told on these fairways? Like so many. There's a few. There are a few. But, I can think, but, but, but I can't say them because we're on the air. But, he, but even some of them I've like hinted at on here. I just didn't go into detail. Like on the podcast, I can give you details. It's very much like you, the you, you, th- you think you think you do the thing on the radio where it's like a love scene on basic cable where they like <laughs> they start kissing and then they, the camera pans up to the ceiling. It's like, it's like that's you making a vague reference to something that happened without going into the details. It's like watching the Breakfast Club on TNT. It's like <laughs> not just editor Sex in the City or something. Uh, I mean, I. I like I could give you more details on Grave Robbing Girl. I would listen to that episode, one hundred percent. Texture says, "Guys, this TK versus a ten-year-old is a viral video waiting to happen. It opens with a kid just shooting around, slow, uh, slow ride, gra- slow ride gradually starts fading in, and then boom, double doors come flying open, and TK walks out in slow motion with smoke bearing b- barreling out of the hallway, a lit cigarette hanging from his mouth. The kid looks confused." Then TK takes a draw and says, all right, Preston, welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> Next prop. 
Slow ride. First of all, Texas, I could not have written that any better. I, I can that see would it. Have, that would have been my line, too. I love the name is Preston, too. I can visualize. I, I think that's hilarious. I can see this video in and my he's mind. wearing a little Steph Curry jersey, and he's got, like, sweatbands on. And Trevor just <laughs> proceeds to lose 11-2. to two. The only, the only I, I would maybe I need do, to go to, like, a 10U AAU tournament and scout out who our, who our player is here. I may use Thunderstruck as the music instead. But and if not Thunderdome, which I do love that, it would be the Al Bundy Let's Rock. Cowboy. With the, cowboy. <laughs> uh. Texas says, is Trevor willing to sign up to be tested for Elon Musk's new brain chip? I've seen this. Wait a minute. I don't know. No, nobody's putting anything in my brain. They have. They, I, I guess it got approved by the FDA for human trials. And oh, how? I don't know. Like, you're kidding! Me. The last thing that I saw was like they tested it on all these animals and like they died. I mean, have we not seen Blade Runner people? Have you not seen any Black Mirror episode? Like, <laughs> I this mean, is, it's not it's not going to go great. How much would they need to pay you for you to be one of? The, I mean, because people are like, chip in my brain. No, I mean, you, you're no, talking no amount of money. Eight eight nine digits. I mean, I'm right there. I don't think there's any amount of money you could pay me to. Do like, it. if you put like twenty million in front of me in cash, I wouldn't do it. I'd still, I would maybe think about it, but I still can't, I can't guarantee you. And, and I'm saying a lot. I mean, anybody puts that much money in front of you, almost, there's almost anything I'd probably let you do to me. I don't trust this at all. What's it even do? I don't even, I, I don't want, I'm afraid that they'll lie to me. What if I get like the Suicide Squad chip in my brain and it blows up? I do see, I mean, the, there's that Black Mirror episode where, you know, the, the chip in your brain automatically records everything that happens in your life and the people get so obsessed with it, they're constantly like rewinding and looking at conversation, looking for social tics, like, you know, is she... Is my wife mad at me? Like, did she cheat with this guy? They've got some weird. Can't, like, I can see that being a thing, and I just I would want no part of that. That sounds miserable. It sounds terrible. No, no I just no. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I want to put like why? Is, what's the point of putting a brain chip in there? I mean, how did this get approved by the FT? I I, I have so many questions. Uh, Texas has Trevor seen the Captain Ahab story, the story of Dave Steve documentary on YouTube by John Boyce and Secret Base. I'm sure he'd enjoy it as a Blue Jays fan. I would also love if you guys had John on to talk uh, Wagner sport and sports. I mean, John is... Is John Boyce a Wagner guy? He's a Wagner guy. He did not go to college. He's become a very big-time writer and, and video producer on YouTube so for SB like Nation. Kind of like a, a, a copy of me. Exactly. That you all have a lot in common, <laughs> except for everything. Well, here did he graduate, I wonder? I think he gra- he's a couple years younger than I am. I think he graduated in like 01. Um, okay, so he, he probably know a lot stuff. of same teachers. He's awesome. Yeah, he, I mean, he's he's fantastic, and I mean, I'm sure he's he would a, do interviews. I mean, I, the Blue Jay thing, I, Dave Steve, by the only Blue Jay to throw a no hitter. Uh, I would love to watch. I would I'm, if that's on Netflix. I might be no, checking that he, out. He does YouTube stuff? He does what? It's YouTube. on YouTube. Oh well, then I have YouTube free yeah. anyway. If I, you search I, Secret Base, he's got a whole series on the Mariners okay. that's fantastic as well. Uh, it's very, it's different. There's nothing out there like like the stuff that he he does. It's, I'm gonna check that out, Texer. That's something I'm gonna be watching this weekend. It's very good. Um, Maybe tonight. He's and also uh, he's the only person I know who reps Wagner harder than you do. Like he's always talking. Oh, about I love. I mean, yeah. His gotta, bio is like, hey, it's John Wagner High, class of 2001. Wagner baby. That's all he says. When I used to, when I used to do, a, I had to do a high school show. I'd had uh, Jason Frakes on at the time. He would, I'd drive him insane because I'd be like, so what about Wagner? Like they suck. He gets so mad. I make him talk about Wagner all the time. Texture says, as someone who loves Olivia Krauss' work and loves your dad on Twitter, can't we all just get along? Uh, LOL. Also, she probably overreacted by a lot. I'm guessing that as a woman in journalism, she gets a lot of talking down to, and she got defensive even though your dad wasn't attempting to belittle her. Her natural reaction is probably to be defensive because she gets a lot of bleep. Oh, 100%. Like, I guarantee, 
I mean, I think you kind of have to take on that persona, especially when you're in a field that is as vitriolic as like politics. So I'm sure, I mean, she's relatively young. I think she's like, she's in her twenties. I can't imagine like the stuff that she's had to, to deal with. And I, I guarantee you've got your guard up at all times. But I think in this particular case, especially after he responded, like you shouldn't like my dad is not trying to be a, a D like he's not trying to do anything wrong. Like it's just, it seems I get the initial response. I don't get the, I think after that it was a little bit over the top. She also was ripping on Baldwin and like, the and like, Oh, I know. And one of the guys from WDRB was kind of like, is this necessary? Like, why? Why are you doing this? She also doesn't like old people and dogs. I, I don't know. It was it just seems. She know. would call me fat if I tried to say something mean to her, wouldn't she? There's a chance. Okay. <laughs> Texas says I'm in Trevor's fantasy league, and I'd love to hear him talk about it. Um, <laughs> we'll get, we'll, we'll, we're gonna do that after the break. I don't know who that is, but yeah, we'll do. I'll, I'll bring that because now we got Patrick. I got another opinion I can get. Yeah, I'm excited to, to get into this. Texas I'm, says I think I'm this could so go right so now. many different ways. It really could. <laughs> compared to my face off. That's a good question. Texas <laughs> says Team Mike's dad on this one. She's got an ego the size of Texas, and no matter how good she is at their job, it's do she to spend as much time as she does rubbing that in everyone's face? I kind of feel the same way. I, I still don't. What's her last name? Krauth. Krauth, oh. Okay. K-R-A-U-T-H. I thought it was Krauth. I was wondering if she was related to, like... Wayne. Well, yeah. <laughs> that still blows my mind that dude's an umpire. <laughs> Texas Mike saying that there should be cameras in Trevor's house recording 24-7. Clearly doesn't remember that this man walks around in nothing but his underwear most of the time. That's... Yeah, but you do that outside, too. You don't even need cameras to see that. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's why your, 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 your neighbors have... Is he, is he short my shorts are? Fences. I mean, there's really much of a difference. <laughs> Texas says on KRSD, they they now refer to Scoot's roommate as Gil. <laughs> like, oh, I know. I, I heard that. Yes. <laughs> Texas says Jackie Do you Joyner, get the reference, by the way? I do. Okay. Texas says Jackie Joyner, Kirstie, and Florence Griffith Joyner were sisters-in-law. See, I told you. Well, they're not, Six and one half dozen. They're still not the same person. Same thing. They both track. They're both relatives. It's all good. <laughs> Texas TK should go to Oregon and spend a week getting high and going to Blockbuster. I feel like we have made so many good segments for this man. If I win the lottery, we're funding them all. Also in Oregon, I wouldn't have to get out of my car to pump gas. That's true. You. I mean, it's like established that. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to go to Oregon. I mean, I, that's like I think that's one of the few states. I guess there's maybe like five or six, maybe seven states I've never been to. Oregon is one of them. Uh, Texas podcast listener from yesterday just wanted to make a few comments. One. Brom also coached Mike White, so suck it, Boise guy. Oh, yeah. Two, uh, Mike, I completely agree with your Clarkson prediction. I think Allen is going to be the real deal. I'll go farther in a bold prediction and say he'll be a top five U of L QB. Well, I like that. Uh, three, someone send Dockage a bunch of a box of elephant turds. We can make that happen. <laughs> and Texas says TKUI. Am I? Yeah. I, I, I like that. I'm I. Yeah. I'm good with that. I better than sucks. It does. <laughs> Uh, there's a Plumley Broke text here. I don't even know. Oh, uh, Plumley Broke. <laughs> he's a school teacher, so he's out, he's, out, he's out for the summer. So I wonder why he's texting so late now. Well, he says, TJ, it's funny because literally 70-ish percent of the stuff we learn in school is overly useless and pointless. Every time I would ask a teacher as to why this is relevant to life, they would never have a real answer. It would have been nice to maybe learn how to do taxes, but nah, let me learn and understand how to solve an algebraic expression. So unnecessary. Yeah, they were talking about the unnecessariness of what you learned. This is a teacher telling you that everything he taught you is unnecessary, pretty much. I mean, but that's true. I mean, we already know that, right? I mean, I mean, have we gotten past the point of like trying to fool kids to think that like most of what they're gonna classes they're gonna take are unless it like directly is associated with what they want to be as in life. 
is going to be irrelevant. Well, I think the response was always, because I used to do that too. They were always like, you don't know what you're going to be when you grow up. You don't know what you're going to have to use. So like, like I, growing up, thought that I was not going to have to use math a lot. I was correct about that. Yeah. But, I mean, I, but you know, it, it could have been wrong when I was 12 years old. Um, I think that's their response. But um, there are a lot of things that I'm like looking back on, I'm like, you know. I mean, the most obvious one is cursive. I, <laughs> Comple- I yeah. I mean, is there anything? Was there anything waste of time teaching us how to write cursive? I used it. When's the last time anyone wrote cursive? In the LSAT, before you take the LSAT, you, okay. There's a whole. And again, I took the LSAT like ten years ago, so it could have changed by now. But there's a whole section where you have to write the thing out in cursive. And this kid like raised his hand. And he's like, he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I don't. He's like, he's like, am I gonna get in trouble if I don't say the words correctly? He's like, I haven't done cursive in like ten years. I don't even know what I'm doing here. This is gonna take me a long time. And they were like, just do the best you can. I'm a little curious, Patrick. Did you even did you learn cursive in school? I did in Catholic grade school. I don't. They don't do it. They didn't do it in any public schools. Like none of my friends know how to write. Cursive. Yeah, really. I, I could see his age. They just. I mean, why bother teaching it anymore? It is crazy too. Like uh, with my. My niece and my daughter now going to preschool. Like Virginia, she has, she does music class, gym class, and they have one day where it's kind of like outside day. But when she gets to to Audrey's age, her cousin who's a year older, like they start doing. They had music class one day, gym class one day, and then iPad day. They, like, like they learn <laughs> iPads. Insane. Yeah, it's like technology. You know, we had computer class starting in wow. I think when I was in like third or fourth grade. It was the first time we started doing it. Yeah, it's, but it was basically like you know you play computer games and do nothing. We had a computer lab. I wouldn't say it was a class, but yeah. yeah. Now you're learning it in like three and four, like preschool yeah. before even pre-K. It's it's nuts. Our computer lab was basically who can do Oregon Trail the best. That's yeah. That's number one. And I can't remember. I want to say it was like my sixth because. I, we had it like we didn't have computers at Westport really. We didn't have a lab at Westport until my eighth grade year, and that the, I can't remember what was the game was called. Where you had the two tanks and you shoot at each other. Jackal is that was that what it's called? I had that one. Okay, I couldn't remember the name, but that was the game we would play all the time. Was was that game with the two tanks? Okay, that's all I remember. That's that's what I learned. That's, can, that's public schooling for you, people. All right, I want to save your money and send them to. We used to play this one web game. It was called Give Up Robot, and like there's like a speedrun community for it. And I was like top twelve in the world at give up robot speed running. Wow, look at that! They're professional for you there. You, you cook onto that. Yeah, this pitching thing and radio thing doesn't work out. Fall back on that. That's yeah. <laughs> I think there's much money in it. But. Yeah. I mean, not that much more. I here. mean, put it on Twitch, you probably make a killing. <laughs> All right, let's go to break. When we come back, we're gonna hear Trevor's uh, conundrum, his uh, fantasy football group uh, debate. We're gonna find out which side we're on and if it aligns with TK's thoughts. I kind of hope not. It make for better radio if we don't. But we'll find out after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on a Friday on It's actually, this is like Trevor playing on the cusp of whatever's being suggested on the sidebar. They're all like late 80s, early 90s bangers. Okay. I think I think it's because, I, like again, I had I only had two songs. I had the um, Good Vibrations I was going to play, and I just for some reason pulled Paul Revere and the Raiders up my butt and was like, I'll just play this one. And then from there on, I've basically been going on whatever suggests is on the YouTube wire, YouTube side. And uh, that was the last I've been to, which YouTube knows me. These are two great songs. I, 
they all are all are very similar. I can see why they're in like that whole. If you like this, you're definitely going to like this genre I mean, thing. They, they're very related. Other than Stephen Bain, who ha- who doesn't want a high love? I'm with you. Um, or love. We're not going to get history in Wrigley Field this afternoon. Um, oh. The Reds have now given up a couple of hits in the eighth inning. This is you get for taking out the pitcher with a no hitter though. Hunter Green, he did go six innings, uh, struck out eleven, walked two, did not give up a hit, no runs. Uh, which you can never assume with the Reds. They have lost a game with a no-hitter recently. So <laughs> I forgot. you say no hits, you assume there's no runs, but with the Reds, you have to actually say it out loud. I, I, it's, it's, you say you've sold it so many times, I remember it. Yet sometimes it still makes me laugh because that's just yeah, so that's hard to believe. who we are. It's what we do. Uh, Eduardo Salazar came in. He uh, had a clean slate in the seventh, but then did give up two hits last inning. The Reds still lead 7 nothing, Dominating. The Cubs at Wrigley. Dominating. Also. Sorry, Josh Hawkins. He's a big Cubs fan. Oh, sorry, Josh. Uh, for a number of things then. Uh, also, we've got uh, in other Louisville baseball news. The Los Angeles Dodgers have claimed Zach Birdie from the Tampa Bay Rays and placed, uh, who cares, on the 60-day injured list. Uh, Birdie, <laughs> Birdie coming over. Now the third former Louisville player on the Dodgers joining uh, Bobby Miller, who pitched uh, his, his debut last week. Will Smith, of course, the catcher, and now Zach Birdie joining up with his former teammate on Z- the Dodgers. Zach's the, Zach's the owner of the two, right? Zach. They're, they're only like a year or two apart, though, I think, aren't they? They're very close. In I think they're two years apart. Are they? Was it two years? Okay. I know they were very close. I couldn't remember which one was. And then Devin Mann's in their system. Oh, I forgot. Playing really well. Devin so, Mann. He played second base at UofL. I'm not sure where he's playing these days, but he's like. It's like 15 doubles. He's like second, in, like second in the minors in doubles. He's a, he's playing with the AAA Oklahoma Dodgers, Oklahoma City Dodgers. So Nick is the older one. Okay. No, yeah. no, no. Zach is the one who gave up the, the Grand Slam in the, the Super Regional. And they are two years old. Yeah, Nick. I think it was two years apart. Nick was born in 93, Zach 95, yeah. And the reason I know this is because when the, the, the Grand Slam happened, Nick was pitching in the, um, the, the Pirates organization, and – I guess one of his teammates made a joke about it, and Nick proceeded to knock him out <laughs> in, the, nice. in the locker room. And that story got back to the the U of L circles, and he was like, "Yeah, don't don't talk bleep about my brother." It's oh, not Nick's funny. with the Cubs. Well, yeah, but now he's no like, Zach. Just signed. Zach's with the is with the uh, yeah. the Dodgers. Nick, Nick's with, Nick is with the Cubs. I didn't know he's with the Cubs. I didn't he know j- well, we talked about on the show. He just got called up like two weeks oh, ago. Okay. He's had all you know. He's had a lot of injuries, a yeah. lot of issues. And he thought that he was never going to be back up uh, playing Major League Baseball again. And it's the first time in, I think, two years that he's been a big leaguer. Uh, he get, got called up a couple weeks ago, which is... Yeah, first time since 2020. So yeah. three years. So, that, yeah, so awfully impressive to to get back up with a big league club. But, unfortunately, he, his team is losing by seven right now. And he's on the I.L. He was oh, once, he's back on the I.L. now? He's on the I.L. Yeah. Uh, he was sucks. once traded for international bonus slot money. Well, <laughs> haven't we all? Some, is that, is that kind eventually, of like, <laughs> we all live long enough to be traded for the equivalent of international <laughs> bonus league <laughs> what, slot. What money. was it Woody Harrelson was traded for in like semi pro, like a washing machine? <laughs> it happens. All right, let's get to this. Uh, talk about this debate. You, you have a fantasy football text group. Uh, one of your your fantasy football friends has texted us on the text line. They're very interested to hear our thoughts on this debate. You were revved up last night. You were I was riled a little, up. I was a little angry. I mean, first of all, okay, this is this is the LML. This is my the league. You know, I'm in with all my friends for a long time, like you you have, and Patrick. When you get older, you will have. And like you know, first of all, I'm the reigning champion. I'm the king. Okay, 
I got the damn trophy. It is my world. Y'all. This is the league. So this is the league like Miles and Finley, those guys that I know. Yes, yeah. Okay. Miles and Finley. Are is this the yeah. league with the trophy that you showed to Master P? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. 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 I, yeah I, you I, bought I, yourself a championship belt. I bought myself a championship belt. I, I'm the king. So, okay. So the same guy's been running the league the whole time. And I've known him. I've known him since he was in high school. He's younger than me uh, since like 2000. So I've known him over 20 years. And uh, a good dude. I mean, does a great job as the commish. But, like, so yesterday he just drops this video on our fan on our, our, our group page. He's like, this is important. Everybody watch, which it's like 10 minutes long. Most of it's I'm talking about how smart his kid is, which his kid's adorable. And But he then he throws, like, he slides in this. He's like, by the way, we're here's some rule changes for next year. We're limiting the bench. We're dropping it from, like, 8 to 6. Uh, no, We're not having two keepers. We're going to have one keeper. And there was so, and, and we're going from full point to half point PPR, and I'm just like, whoa, wait a minute, slow down. You guys don't vote on rule changes. That is, and that is what this is what I'm bringing to you here. So my issue was was like, listen, how are we not voting on this? He was like, well, some things we'll take to a vote, some we won't. I'm like, no, no, this everything should be voted on. Like, I'm already on your side. I mean, I was like, why are we not going to vote? So. He was like, well, I'm, sometimes I have to make decisions for better of the group. No. And I'm like, this is a no, no. I, I'm like, we got to, so I'm like, let's do at least a vote. Give me, give me half point PPR people. Cause I, I, I annoy that. I hate half point PPR. The excuse is, well, we need to make the running backs more relevant. That, that, that's not the running. No, it should be full point. So we do that. He was like, I'll give you that vote. It, I want it like nine to nothing or 10. To, it was like, not everybody voted. That's Which like, should go to show that the other rules need to be put up to vote then. Yes, and, and so that was my problem, and I need to know is, is it bad of me? Am I, like, evil to think that no matter what, any rule change in this league should go to a vote? Yes. And I'm not saying – and if it's something that, like, for example, we dropped kickers two years ago. Not a fan of it. I voted to keep kickers. I yearly, at every draft, asked the vote to be redone, and I bitch about it annually because I want kickers back, but I got it voted. I accept it. Last year, we voted. This year will be our first year without defenses as well. What kind of arcade league they want to be in there? Mm. But, hey, I'm the champion. It's okay. I'll just win it no matter what. And, you know, and he hasn't even made the playoffs in like three years. I'm the I'm the king. If anybody's going to make rules without votes, it should be me, right? I, I'm definitively and, on your side. And, and so now the— Which I wasn't expecting to be. The roster size and the and the keeper rule are, no, are not to be voted on. They are given— and the excuse or the reasoning I was giving for keeper, and this was my favorite, was at last year's draft, and I quote, we were going to likely do this anyway. I was told, you were told this was likely going to happen. Mm. That's not the same as being, be prepared for this next year. I mean, so. Because I, I built my team with two guys on my bench that I have intended on keeping this year. I've been in a league for mid- 20 years now, over 20. We started at my senior year of high school. This is our 15th year or so, yeah. We have never had a rule change that hasn't been voted on. Like, we have a commissioner, but it's very much a, like, you know, he's not, he, like, our buddy Lytle, he actually, he got relegated this year, so he's not going to be the commissioner this year. <laughs> it's so bad when your commissioner gets booted out, <laughs> but, but okay. Much, pretty much all he has to do is, like, set up the league. Like, when Yahoo yeah. sends the email, that's all he does. And if we have, like, he can, he'll change if we have a rule change, if we vote on it and we change to change, we choose to change a point system or whatever, like, He'll update that, but that's all he really does. It's it is a league run. He has to people. put the players on the roster, or does Yahoo do that as well? I don't know. 
Yeah, who does that? Okay, our commissioner does have to at least do that, but it's pretty easy to do. I'm sure it doesn't take me a couple hours, maybe. So I mean, we we are very much a league that's resistant to change. Like we never just like oh, we God. always get. And the, the relegation vote was a big thing. Like we we voted to let in one of our old formerly banned members back in and have a relegation system where the person who finishes last has to sit out for a year and still pay the lead dues. I voted against it. I didn't. I I, I liked the league at ten. Sorry, Walsh. Um, but I lost. We lost. I lost six four, and I chose to go along with it. That's fine. But you should be able to at least have your voice, like to, right. to, to, to give your voice to the people who may not or may not may or may not agree with you, to give the, the debate and the argument. And, and and we now we actually you regularly and we expanded from ten to twelve, which we I don't remember voting on that. But the people we were bringing in was like an old was somebody who would left the league a couple years ago and was an original member. So no, there was never going to be a problem with that. It was going to get a ten nothing vote anyway. I can promise you. But like things like minimizing the roster and lowering the keepers just kind of like and I said like and there I should guess, no doubt go to a vote. Yeah, and no and also should you do it the year coming? Like that's just something you should tell me we're gonna do a year after this. So I can be maybe more prepared. And make it and tell me it's gonna happen. Don't give me the well, it's likely going to happen. Now, this I seems, likely might this, get laid this weekend, but we both know it ain't gonna happen. This whole thing seems weird to me, and I would this is where we need the text line. I would venture to guess that the vast, vast majority of leagues take votes on every rule change. It doesn't have just one person in charge that says, I'm doing this for the betterment of the league. I'm calling my shot here. If you don't like it, you can leave. Like so, I think every league, especially ones that have had, that, that are, you know, maybe if you join a league with people you don't know, or it's like a work league or whatever, well, but, but especially a league with like friends that you've yeah. been doing for a long time, I think you vote on everything. That's the only way to do it. Now, I accept that the, the fact that there's 12 of us in this league, so if you get a tie, I guess I would be okay with like sure. the commissioner being the tiebreaker. You could be the VP. Or, or maybe the commissioner shouldn't be able to vote. I don't know. But he should, yeah, he's an owner. He should be able to vote. Yeah, but he's... I yeah. think if it goes to a tie, it should stay the same. That's, I mean, that's... and But that's something, a bridge we could cross when we come to it, but we're not even getting a vote, vote on. here. That's something I, you should vote on. So I posted it on, on our page you know, the other day. I said, should every rule change be voted on? Vote uh, on that. And right now, well, not everyone's voted on it yet because our league doesn't, not everybody checks our page every day. Uh, it's yet, the, the yes, every league should be voted on is leading three to two, though. But one of the no votes is our commissioner, <laughs> so, mm. which I don't know if he's allowed to vote on this one, though. And I love the commissioner. I do. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great dude. He doesn't, and most of the time when he's making his decisions or he wants to make a change, you know, because we at one time were a snake league and we went to auction. Uh, you know, like I said, some things I'm okay with. I mean, I get it. And maybe if you know it's going to be a unanimous vote anyway. Glancing at the text line, 502-414-1450, there seems to be a unanimous response on your side. I uh, thank you. Texas says everyone votes on rule changes. That's standard. Texas says always vote. I was bleeping annoyed as well. I'm assuming that's somebody in your league. Oh, this is the person in your league. Okay. Texas says your commission is being shady AF. <laughs> I think he's trying to. I just don't know. Texas says there should be a vote for any of the rule changes. Kick the commission out of the league. Ooh, no. Have a, have a vote on kicking the commission I out. I can't do that. Change I, change leadership. Have, have a have an election. I wouldn't do that. He's I want to see you run. I want to see some dirty election tactics. <laughs> he's got running one, some attack ads. He's got one running back he wants to keep, and nobody else he wants to keep. So he's like, all right, we'll keep one half point PPR. I mean the half point, and so we vote on that, and I got that. Like I said, it was almost unanimous. I think only ten of the twelve people voted, but it was all ten, like for full point. And I don't know. I just 
I would love to see fantasy football commission election attack ads. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Kelsey says he didn't smoke that butt joint in jail. But your, your current commissioner is a butt joint. <laughs> the man has admitted that he would beat a 10-year-old. His words. Our commissioner does have a somewhat criminal record, too, but it's not really. It's like start clipping out out-of-context comments from this show. It's like, yeah, you bring me a 10-year-old. Bring him right now. It's like <laughs> Trevor Kelsey, May 26, 2023. Do you want to vote for a man who wants to beat up 10-year-olds? This is the guy that wants to leave here. <laughs> like the and, and and I get his reasoning, and I don't know if like some other owners are like just like you know in his ear being like, "Hey, you should drop like the keepers," because we added two new teams, and they didn't have keepers, and everyone else got to keep two keepers. But I was like, they have the most money to spend though as well on the auction, right? It's kind of yeah. evens out. And his argument is to, to drop in keepers and do this. What he quotes a reset. Which I hate the reset button when it comes to a keeper league. It's like, well, we, the, the the talent pool is there's nobody there's never any good players in the pool because everybody has keepers. We got twenty four kids guys kept. You think there's not more than twenty four good players? For example, last year my keepers were Diggs and Jefferson. My two best players were Eckler and, and Jacobs, probably who I picked up in the draft. That's who won me the championship. That and Derek Carr, God love you. Now Texas says to be devil's advocate. Technically, the bench expanded by two spots for COVID. That being said, I'm all for the vote. I'm assuming that's somebody else who's in your league. Okay. I mean, the reasoning for again, if the bench was even if six, I agree agree or disagree, with it, just vote on it. If I get outvoted, yeah. I'm probably gonna bitch. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm at least I'm gonna I'm gonna accept. It. I thought this was America. Yeah. I mean, come on. What are we? Who, who's our commissioner? Trump. We don't need a vote. Well, he's going to steal the vote. He's going to steal the election. It's like seven to three. It's like, nope, I won. (laughs) The the fantasy insurrection. Yeah, I mean, it's... (laughs) Storm your house. Well, I mean, the draft is at Miles' house. Shoes drenched in dog poop. Miles hosts our annual draft last year. We used to rotate it, but... He's that moron has a really nice basement and a, and a giant <laughs> a giant screen that we can put the draft board on and enter through the computer. And now we're never leaving Ryan. We're coming back every year. We Should used to like, rotate, but then Nancy got tired of it. Yeah, no, I hosted it back to back years, and I was like, Nancy "Listen, my friends couldn't come I'm over leaving, anymore. I'm leaving dog poop around. Like no one wants to come back here again." <laughs> we used to do it at my friend's work. And he had like a gigantic screen in their conference room. It was very cool. And then like all. Oh, a bunch of my friends moved away, so we can never get. So we have to do it on like the Yahoo standard. The internet, yeah. it's just not as fun, but it's, it's a lot quicker. Oh, the best part of my this this league and this this season is just the draft night, like hanging out because I only see most of these people literally once a year, and it's that's the funnest time. We're out there for, for you know a few hours. Texture says keepers. WTF? Are you playing Quidditch? You don't know what a texture. You know what a keepers league is? We don't do keep. I've never been in a keepers league. Oh, that's it's it's you know instead of a dynasty league, it's where you get to keep you know certain amount. But yeah. but also we have a, a a rule that you can't keep a guy more than three years. Hmm. So I mean, why why is the draft pool so empty? I mean, we've got a three year cap on guys. I, I don't get to keep Jefferson his whole career. I've had him since a rookie. He's a, he's this was my last year having him. You know. Texas says, I listen to the show for sports and sports only. You just lost a listener. And then it says, this is a joke about the politics, dog. Oh. (laughs) You can't like a good insurrection joke about fantasy football. I don't know what to tell you. My math teacher always talks about his dynasty league. 
I mean, I've got friends that want to do auction, but like, like I said, our league is very resistant to change. Do you do? You're still a snake. Yeah, we still do snake. Drugs. Okay, now we we dumped snake years ago. Yeah, we. I like either way. I'm, I'm good either. I don't think either is a bad. I, I do some. You should start drugs. calling for votes of really like crazy rules. Like, <laughs> like add punters. We still do like we do a, a draw for draft order. Like we don't do like the you know if you had first pick. Like if you, if you well, won last auctions year. are relevant for that. But yeah. So we always had ideas about how we would do it. Like our our best idea. We we're all going to Chicago for a weekend to go see the like, the Reds were playing at Wrigley, and we were like, what if we all just jumped on the field at the same time? And then the draft order was the order in which we got tackled by security. <laughs> that like, would be awesome. I, I was like, it would, we would have made headlines. It would have been great. That would have been really good. We're like, you know, somebody just jumps down and immediately sprains their ankle. It's like, well, I guess I'm 10th. Like, that's that's done. It's over. Uh, we had a, but, like, we ended up – we always ended up getting drunk and just drawing out of a hat. <laughs> I see. I mean, our, our draft order goes by, like, your record, but it's just you're who you're, you know, nominating. So it, it's I not saw somebody thing. talking the other day about making the defense special teams, like, the uh, one-point safety worth a million points. <laughs> No, it's still never happened in the NFL. It's happened like twice in college football. I tell you, I mean, with a million points, it'd be incredible. <laughs> we, we we did do one year. We did the, the defensive player thing. One we tried it one year, and I even was I like, did that no, one time too. it's not. Yeah, because yeah. all it ended up being was like you try to like maybe try to like be particular about it. But unlike kickers, who I they think kickers are truly relevant, I don't. I think they're just mad because I was smart enough to get Justin Tucker every year. I think you add punters. I mean, but the defensive guy, like, I'm with them. Like, by week three, I, like, put Patrick Willis in there and was like, I'm done with it. Just, if he does something, he does something. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I don't care. Texas said, is the name of this league the USSRFN? <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, my draft usually goes well until Trevor gives me the chocolate bars. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have, I have ways of <laughs> There was one guy ate too many of my brownies and was – I think he drafted like Anquan Bolden like two years after he retired. Wow. He, he, no, that was the I think he, he drafted Andrew Luck, and we didn't have the TV on to know he retired in the middle of our draft. I do miss <laughs> the days when we used to do it all like in person, where you'd have to you were in charge of like crossing people off when they got drafted, and so oh yeah, and so <laughs> invariably you have somebody who was like. Ah, uh, this is a huge steal, seven Ronnie Brown, and we're like, he was taken four rounds ago. Like, what are you doing? Uh, like that always made it a little bit more fun. We, somebody always screwed up until we got to Ryan's house. We uh, we had the our producer would get like a board with all the stickers on it, and whoever came in last, we would we was supposed to be the sticker bee. He's the one who had to stand up there and and do it every day. But Ryan's cool. Like, again, this is why we're never leaving your house, dude. You're lucky I even left your basement after the draft. Personally, he's moving in. I'm, 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 I'm Airbnb in it without your permission. Uh, he's got like the like I said, the giant screen and it's hooked up his computer. So all you gotta do is like just type in the name, boom, it's there. Number. It keeps it shows it keeps your uh, how much money you have left. Oh, it's awesome. Great program. All right, we're gonna go to break. Five o'clock hour is on the way. Next, we'll talk about Tyler Johnson officially signing on with U of L men's basketball. Everybody agrees with me. Suck it, LML. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I yeah. think everybody's on on so I'm Team the Trevor here. Uh, we'll take more texts from you guys, of course, at 502-414-1450. Happy Memorial Day weekend to you. Let's get this thing going here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one Big X.
that song. Come on, Peter, hit me. In your eyes, the light, the heat. Your eyes, I am complete. Your eyes, I see the doorway. Your eyes, to a thousand churches. Your eyes, the resolution. Your eyes, of all the fruitless searches. Your eyes, I, mean, I always think of say anything, obviously. I told you though what what made I don't want to say upset me about that movie. Is that upset it? Is that properly? No. Past okay. tense? Okay. We, 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 <laughs> close enough. We can keep moving. Because I didn't watch it till like just like less than ten years ago. Which is weird for me because it should be like it's an eighties classic. You think I'd have seen it long ago. It's in your wheelhouse. Yeah, and, and I did love it. I I really did like the movie. I'm not I'll say that. But what really kind of disappointed me was just like how I glossed over and like almost non like irrelevant that scene is of him holding the boombox and the song playing. Like it's just kind of like it shows it, and then she's like in her bed and she looks over. It doesn't change anything. Doesn't yeah, and then it goes like right next to the scene where I think it's her, her and her dad because that's the most of the plot line is her dad and his financial issues. Mm-hmm. If those haven't seen it. And like spoiling every movie. Well, I didn't say the whole the whole plot. Ruin the whole. You've ruined like five movies. <laughs> you had a, you were in sudden death. Aren't you allowed to ruin person, movies from the nineties? This person was going to watch sudden death and say anything back to back tonight. That'd be a good evening. Now it's by not going to happen. And face off. And face off. <laughs> That's a trio. Even I would be like, wow, really? Walter White <laughs> dies. He's dead. Dead. So does Steve. Thousand bullet holes. So does Steve Martin. And you told me that. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. So watched it. That's, that's why you won't watch the last 20 minutes yeah, I'm just going to look up the plot uh, Anyways But that's, that kind of annoyed me Because growing up You like would, you, you, you think say anything You think trench coat, boombox In your eyes, Peter Gabriel And it's just, when you watch the movie You realize it's not like really It's still an iconic shot I mean, yeah it is because it's on the box too But the scene's like 10 seconds long And it's over I mean, I guess the only reason the song step is Because it's what they're like playing When they, when they at first took up But I also think about the Will Ferrell when he was on Weekend Update playing in Ohio Frat Bro. He's talking about his friend Todd on the party porch gave way. And he's like, in your eyes. He loved that song, Colin. <laughs> he loved that, that song. I, I didn't watch a lot of Will Ferrell back in the NSA. That's all I think of. But I would, that, that sounds funny. It's a good song. It's a very good song. It all is right. a good song. Five o'clock hour here of the Friday edition. <laughs> Holiday weekend kicking off here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Uh, we've talked about... Um, the college football transfer portal rankings, Louisville moving into number one after landing Jeffrey Clark today. Jeffrey Brom, killing it. Another Continuing Jeff. to kill it. King of uh, king of the portal, officially. We talked uh, a little about my, my dad's Twitter escapades last night. Uh, we've talked, uh, we, we got racing Louisville, I should mention, in action tomorrow night against NC Courage. We gave away two tickets last night, or on yesterday's show, I should say. And 8 o'clock kickoff, big perp, three wins in a row. Big perp. They're offering $15 discount tickets. Go to racingloufc.com slash tickets to get yours right now. They're hoping for a big crowd to uh, to ride the wave of this three-game winning streak. So Racing Lou uh, will be giving away tickets and T-shirts again next week. And also Lou City tickets and T-shirts coming up. We got We have a bunch of T-shirts now, so we got to start giving those away. bigger sizes at least? I'm hoping so. I mean, we, I don't know. We haven't been back at the old studio. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, uh, Susan, I love you, but like, if you're giving away shirts on Sports Station, don't bring anything lower than like an XL. 
We didn't have a, you might have, not even bring anything smaller next out, right? We had a racing loose small in the studio, which <laughs> looked like it wouldn't small. fit on like my daughter. And <laughs> it wouldn't fit the ten year old about to whooping basketball. <laughs> she texted. She's like, she's like, I hope that size worked. I was like, no. He was his name is Jason. He wanted an XL, so that's not that's not going to work. But apparently, <laughs> we now have the shirts at that studio, so we can okay. start giving them away. Um, whenever we get back to that studio, which, maybe even some bigger ones because we deserve a, like a shirt. You got a Phil Rich shirt. I didn't even get a Phil Rich shirt. Yeah. Like they and, were gonna give me a shirt, but they were like, "We're gonna use that for the umbrella to stop the rain." I got the umbrella too. You got the umbrella. Yeah, you watch. <laughs> I used it going into school. Virginia's last day of school it was raining. I used the full rich umbrella. I've never. I don't think really used an umbrella. Even if it would rain, I would just just go like waddle fast to the car. If it's just me, I never do. But I had the, the kid. I there. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is, that, is it when you get kids? Like, because growing up, like I just always felt that and gloves. I can't wear gloves. I, especially annoys me. Like people wear gloves when they drive. I can't do it. Oh, I've got to wear gloves. My, oh, I, my hands start cracking now, and I I, I bleed. See, so. I just I because maybe maybe it's because I'm a smoker. Like if you're wearing a glove, and you try to smoke. You can't really tell where the cigarette is. Next thing you know, your hands on fire. Okay. Not next thing you know. <laughs> True story. By bing, the bang, way. boom. Hands on fire. Yeah. I mean, you try driving down like Shelbyville Road. Going to think you're going to go to Taco Bell. Next thing you know, your hands on fire. All right, okay. Let's, let's talk about Tyler Johnson, <laughs> who is officially official to U of L. He becomes the the final member, uh, scholarship member of next year's men's basketball team. They put out the official release today, and of course, we're on character watch because in every oh, single yeah. every single press release, besides one, Kenny Payne has mentioned the player's character. I uh, have not read the quote yet, so let's get right into it. I love it. Let's do it. We need a song for this one, too, but we're I guess we're too already into the roster to deal with it. Oh, what's a good one? <laughs> Something, it's got to be, be character-based, maybe? Didn't we, didn't we try to do Live in La Vida Loca for, like, Live in the Transfer Portal? <laughs> no, that was, no, but it's a good one. Live I like the, that. Live in the Transfer Portal. No, we were going to do Umba for Umbaco. Uh, Umbaco, but he cheated on us when to IU. We can't. can't Something has to do with character. I don't know. That's that's. Um, this is sad. The first thing the, that I thought this is had, out of my wheelhouse. The first thing that I thought that had the same syllable is Motor Red. What character? What character? Your... I don't even know. What's your life, price in life? Um, You're bringing the inner light. Here's what, uh, so Tyler Johnson, six-foot guard from the Bronx. Um, he is uh, he concluded his prep career at Our Savior Lutheran. He joins the 23 class. Here's what Kenny Payne had to say about him. I'm excited to complete our last roster spot with Tyler Johnson, a very good player who has the grit and resolve to reach his potential. Ooh, I like that grit and resolve. We haven't had much grit. He's a very high character young yeah, man who plays grit. the game to win. Oh, good. I'm just leave that one alone. As opposed to playing the game to lose. <laughs> kind of tries. Yeah, I'm glad, glad we got one that tries now. That's a good co- good look for a coach. Louisville fans will love his fight and determination. Welcome aboard, Ty. Now, I think this is the first time where he's had like, a direct message. To also, d- he called him Ty, not Tyler. Or Lar. Or Lars. So should we just call him Ty? Trevor, you should just call him Ty. Yeah. I'm just gonna... <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Want to tie me up with your ties there, Ty? <laughs> um, so the, that concludes the, the, the official signing announcements for U of Elements basketball. Uh, that's sad. I don't care if the guy's any good. I just want more announcements, more more statements from Kenny. Kenny and if you're wondering... 
Every single player, you can go back and check, every single player that was added to this roster received a high-character reference. Uh-huh. I mean, hell, Danilo Jovanovic is a high-character warrior, according to Kenny yeah. Payne, but there was one who did not. Yes. Cron Davis. Now, is it a coincidence that's the guy that Danny Manning found? Maybe. This is a shot at Danny Manning that Manning can find talent, but they don't have character or grit or maybe that will to win. Now, this was the Karan Davis quote from Kenny Payne in, in the official press release. Karan is a multidimensional talent that can be effective in positions positions one through three. He has a knack for scoring at all three levels while also being able to rebound and make plays for teammates at a high level. He possesses length and athleticism suitable for the ACC. <laughs> well, he scores at all three levels. I mean, he, and he passes and rebounds. He can be effective. He can be. I mean, this is like... I, I, if he can get past his character flaws. We already had the most questions about Karan Davis, I think, on the team. Like He's just very unknown. The Kenny Payne quote is hilariously softer than all of the other ones oh, for, yeah. for different players. I, I'm assuming it wasn't intentional, but like just... I'm going to go on record and say Karan Davis has high character. I, I think that it was just a this was an overlook. I don't think maybe he realized that he was saying the same thing for everybody else. But Karan Davis on the Mike Rutherford show, we're saying it officially, high character kid. I feel like we had the same guy like write all these for Kenny except for the Karan Davis. Like he was like in the bathroom or something. Like we need to post it now. Like you intern, you Patrick, write this. Use the same <laughs> copywriter that has like the yeah. same like three phrases. <laughs> but but instead he kind of went off the went off the you know and just said he was you know forgot to add character in there. Uh, actually, and the, the thing is, I just Google searched high character signs with Louisville, and there's like Trey White right there, Tyler Johnson, uh, all these guys. And then last year from Devin Ree. <laughs> oh, Devin Ree got one? He's a high character person. Uh, Caleb Glenn, not just a really good player, but a high character person who okay. can play multiple positions. <laughs> Devin Ree, high character person uh, who has played with other great players. <laughs> Except, co- until, he got, until he got here <laughs> Wait for it Kamari lands last year He's a high character young man Who is all about winning Which is why he left <laughs> <laughs> Come on that was funny Patrick even knew it <laughs> I think it's just like The California Juco thing Like he's just He's not coming here To be high character Well but Lance was from Arizona That's not It's west coast at least Right I mean Yeah No it's just that Coming out of that JUCO in California, you got too much grit to be high character. High character. Well, no, he doesn't have grit. He just he says ACC capable playing abilities or something like well, that. Well, Tyler Johnson has grit. Officially. Tyler Johnson has and resolve to yeah. reach his potential. True grit. He plays the game to win. <laughs> Didn't we do the, the the Kenny Payne talks about Trevor Kelsey? What would no? I don't remember. Did we do that? I think we did the like. Or do you you like made me. Use all the words I could say to, to prop you up. Yeah, but release. you had to use the same. But you had to make sure you get like this is like the worst Mad Lib book ever. By the way, can we do a KP Mad Lib book? Like we're just putting character more character is so Leave that blank. I was searching for. Have you seen the story about like the Bellarmine University pr- professors? They're all they've gotten together to have a vote of no confidence uh, in the On leadership. They're, they're upset about moving to D one. They're upset about some of the. The financial issues. So I was looking for a story I didn't know that. To, to read with the quotes from yesterday, and I stumbled upon the Kenny Payne quotes after the loss to Bellarmine last year, <laughs> and it was amazing at how like similar they were to what we heard at the very end of the year. I was like reading through it. I was like, oh my god! I'm like, it's it's the same thing. That's funny. I was, I was at Western when they were making their move to D1 in football, and it did it blew my mind the amount of people who were against it. Like just. I did not. I like. I went to some of like the you know the the meet like the, the meetings they have in like the auditoriums, like to take questions from students stuff, and like the amount of people that were just 
did not want it. It, just, it. it baffled me. I was like, I thought this was like, this seems logical. Yeah. You, most, every most, now and then you realize that not everybody cares about a sports as much as we do. And, and I can't grasp it either. I agree. And, and, and I guess I understood a little bit because the main concern on everybody was, is this going to raise our tuition in any way? Sure. And I was like, first of all, your tuition here is not that much. I'm paying it. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. What, and I, but I'm working two jobs to do it, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, that, that was the main concern was not like, you know, are we going to be able to compete and build a stadium is, you know, is this going to, I'm thinking, you know, this is going to bring more money too. If anything, you could lower tuition as a result of this and have some success in it, but, and they have had success and it was a good move. Yeah. It's going to be a good move for Bellarmine too, but I do. Yeah, I agree. Most of it's from people who don't care anything about sports and feel like it's going to, you know, affect them negatively in some way, which I guess there is some concern, but, but I think very rarely does that happen. Um, I forgot about the Dennis Evans press release. He, he has high character, right? Tremendous human being. Oh, he's that has the character oh. and the discipline that we sorely need in this program. <laughs> really? Because it feels to me like we have a lot of high character people here. I honestly think, out of all the, the, the Kenny, say about out of all the Kenny Payne quotes that we've had this offseason, I think the Dennis Evans one is the most praise filled. Like, like, well, he is one of the highest. He's probably the highest recruit too, right? Well, Trent Flowers is the highest recruit. Technically, okay. But Evans is, like, he refers to him as an elite defensive player with unbelievable skill and then says it's going to be a joy to watch him grow and become one of the best players in college basketball. There's no limit to the potential of how good he can be. I mean, he's, he's straight up, like, with, ev- with everybody else he's talking about, you know, he does this well, he's a high-character guy, high-character warrior in some cases. But with Dennis Evans, he's straight up calling a shot and saying, this kid's going to be one of the best players in college basketball. That's... Pretty intense. I mean, I like it. I mean, why does K- everything KB says come out like, like something like something like Stuart Smiley would say? Well, not with Karan Davis. I tell you, with Nick Evans, he's good enough. He's smart. Nick enough. Evans, <laughs> Dennis Evans, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I got it. He's got good character, and people are gonna like him. <laughs> I mean, it, it, but he's not doing that at all. Like he's not beating around the bush. Like that's the thing with the, the Evans. He's straight up saying like he's going to be one of the best players in college basketball, which is kind of crazy. But I dig it. It's uh, it's, it's impressive. You dig it? I dig it. Yeah. Can you dig it? I think that uh, <laughs> calling your shot with somebody that, that's we we want for coaches to not just do the coach speak thing. That's a very non-coach speak thing. And cool. I hope it works out. I hope he's not just one of the best players in college basketball, but. In this day and age, I hope he becomes one of the best players in college basketball here. You know, you worry about, you know, if he's not going to, let's say he doesn't start over Brandon Huntley Hatfield this year, maybe he bounces for somebody else. Uh, or maybe he shows just enough flashes of potential to go to the NBA after this year. I mean, that, that kid from Marquette who barely played this season is going to go to the NBA because he killed it at the combine and had one good game at the end of the season. Like, that's it's all it takes to get drafted in this day and age. Who's that? That The kid with the X in it, Proctor. Um, X something Proctor. Like, he's... He didn't do anything this past season, but had like one good game late in the year. He's this big mystery, so he's not going through any workouts or any, and he's going to stay in the draft, which is that's how you do it. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, if you have crazy potential, someone's going to take a shot. It yeah, sounds like 12, yeah, average twelve points and five rebounds. But yeah, I get what you're saying. You, you, I get your point. Yeah, he was not a. I mean, not a big time college performer. Um, yeah, but he's six eight two eighteen. Yeah, that's the NBA drools over that. Large skill set. Shoots th- almost 34% from three-point land, yeah. 502 414 We also did the we'll – t- we'll take some submissions for your Louisville Magazine answer as far as what can you do in Louisville from Memorial Day to Labor Day that uh, you can't do other places that you would recommend to non-Louisvillians. 
Um, also, I just I got the people news, the, the 430 email. Oh, I yeah. I just checked it. The headline today, I mean, you want to talk about a lot of the times these are just things that I don't care about. They don't hook me in. Today's, I mean, I will click on this article the second I get home and read it. How a woman set on fire by X testified from the grave to put him behind bars for life. I mean, I've got, I've got to know what happens there. I believe I saw that in season six of SVU. I've got to know how this, this, this came to pass. I, I need to know what happened. I mean, he, he, if she died from the fire, I think I got a good idea of how her, she put him in jail. It's called, you know, murder. Well, she testified from the grave. Well, I mean, like, just, I'm assuming they're using the evidence as, like, under the, the word of testify. I can only I don't know. Him. That's why I want to click. I mean, it's between that. Like, there's two crazy stories, and then sandwiched in between them is, like, Khloe Kardashian admits that she feels less connected wow. to the baby's son. That's, like, that's, that's, the, that's the one that you don't consider crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. and The, the, the one, Kardashian is the sane one. The one right after that <laughs> is missing soap actor uh, found dead in a buried trunk in Brazil. Wow, I'm saying I tell I told you like well, I don't care about Chloe Kardashian. American soaps or uh, I don't know his name is Jefferson Machado. One of his Manny's brother, probably. <laughs> Texas girl born in jail heading to Harvard after graduating at the top of her class. That's a success <laughs> <laughs> story. Not thought of born in jail. <laughs> Could have been you. <laughs> What's your excuse? <laughs> Now that that's talking about coming up from hardship. <laughs> she's she's in jail from day one. Uh, do you guys are you big? I, I'm asking pretty Pat, much. I'm asking Patrick this pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Are you big Memorial Day weekend guys? Is the Ryan family big on Memorial Day weekend plans? I mean, not really. Why is that not that no. one to him? Not me. Well, Trevor, what do you do? What do you do at any time? That's not the point. <laughs> Actually, this is a. I do have a but. In the last few years, I do have a Memorial Day tradition. It's double or nothing AEW on Sunday night. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, lake time. I love to go tubing. That would be a great response by Trevor. It would have been hilarious. Lake. Uh, I haven't been last year, Lake Cumberland. Last year, Forecastle was Memorial Day weekend. Okay. So, uh, but What's usually it? it's like the first weekend of travel baseball in the past is most of the time what it's been. But but you still got a week of school now left, right? Is it finals next week? Congratulations. Uh, no, the senior finals were all this week. Next oh. week's just uh, you're off Monday. and then uh, Week of school? He hasn't barely done school for six months. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are all like we don't. Like Tuesday we go to Freedom Hall. We practice graduation. We leave, go home at by 930. Wednesday we go, we go out to the – I think we go out to the track and like they, they're having like food trucks and stuff. And then we leave early, and Thursday I think we walk through the school and then leave early. Trevor, this could have been you. This is Patrick giving you a walk down what you missed. I didn't need to practice how to graduate. <laughs> it's like four years learning. I graduated after four. If I'm if I'm in school for four years, and I've graduated. What what else do I need to practice graduating? I just did it. I don't need to practice it. What do you need to practice? You need to practice how to walk in a line. Well, they tell you where to go. You are on stage when your name is called. Where to sit? You really need to. You need to rehearse that. Do you not have well, a walk through? It's just so, uh, so like everything has to be on time because they're squeezing so many graduations in each day. I think is kind of the thinking. Are you gonna do like a? Can I go? Something funny when you get your diploma? I doubt it. Are you gonna be naked underneath your robe? Fake fall. Quick uh, somersault. I think I'm. Like a fart noise. Um, I think I I want to get some friends and uh, like we all like have like a golf ball and give it to somebody when we shake their hand. 
I think that's funny. No, don't do that. I've heard of people you, doing you that. You should wear like a butt when the the the, the buzzer. I don't know if we should do it to the principal or Marty. No, do it do it to the do it to Marty. You wear like the uh, shock buzzer on your hand and and and, and do it when you hit hand <laughs> for, for your diploma. Do that. They take his diploma away. <laughs> <laughs> As you're walking off the stage, act like you're rolling it up. <laughs> so no big Memorial Day plans. That's the sum of that. Who, me? Well, not you. <laughs> I was going to say, mine were pretty I, I think I'm doing the board up. for that game tomorrow. He's going to work. Oh, you're gonna, you're, are you going to be okay doing it? Yeah, I think I am going to do it. I mean, okay. Because, I mean, you're graduating. I don't know if we need a <laughs> rehearsal or not. <laughs> rehearsal. By the way, UK baseball is trolling us a little bit. What are they doing? So apparently, according to Kendall Rogers, who I still love that name as a baseball writer, by the way, um, Georgia has now fired their baseball coach. No. The very first response from UK baseball says Dan McDonald. Is that considered a troll? Is that their official account? Yeah. Surely not. I, th- right? I think so, isn't it? Do they have like the gold check? Yes, out? at UK baseball, the official Twitter for Kentucky baseball. That seems that's a little. Is is that troll though? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's is that... a... <laughs> But it also is kind of you're, you're kind of like making fun of yourself because you can't beat this guy. It's like let's get him somewhere else, right? I think maybe they've deleted it. I don't know. I can't. I don't see it. But then again, the internet's not. Matt, it's the, it's I saw the from, admin. I saw it from like... a screenshot of Matt Jones, by the way. Oh, Jones. Jones screenshotted it. Yeah, he screamed. Uh, no, Blankenbaker. I'm sorry. I saw Mark. I don't know if I said Matt. I'm sorry. Mark yeah. Blankenbaker. Uh, reached they out. appear to have deleted it. But still, I mean, well, it's probably smart to delete that, right? It's kind of, I mean, like I said, is that, it's, it's an I'm, embarrassing tweet. If you're, the, the implication is we want him to go to Georgia because we can't beat him at Louisville. This was some 358, yeah. Well, they wouldn't want to play him in a three game series. That's what I'm saying. Year. Like, you're going to play him more at Georgia. <laughs> we didn't say I, like the, I think the ad we didn't say they were very. We didn't say how account. smart they were. I mean, it's not. I didn't say it was a smart troll move. <laughs> I just was curious. if It was also a troll move because I don't know really exactly what determines that in, in Twitter world anymore. I have. Are you ready for a little <laughs> Dan McDonald scoop? Oh, I love a scoop. So we had this. It wasn't really scoop. It was already out there. We talked about the fact that he and Josh Hurd had gone to Atlanta earlier yeah. this week to watch Bobby Miller pitch for the Dodgers, making his debut. To Will Smith. I did reach out to to people that I. Thought would know to, to you know get a sense of because people are texting me like is there any shot that Dan McDonald's actually going to go to Bama like you know, is he is he really that unhappy? The word that I got back was that when the quote was made after last weekend's loss to Florida State and, and you know the bleep hit the fan everybody was talking about the facilities and all that stuff that Josh very quickly called Dan set up a conversation promised him the things that he's looking to get namely. New locker room, new hack shack, new training room, the indoor facilities by January of this year. Okay. Said apparently afterwards, Dan McDonald was very happy, happy with the conversation. Hence the mutual trip to Atlanta, hanging out more, putting that out there. It sounds like, and again, you you never know for sure with these things. Maybe Dan is working on back channels. Maybe Alabama or Georgia or whoever makes him an offer that he simply can't refuse. But it sounds like the conversation between Josh and Dan went very well Good. and that Dan walked away feeling content and, and, and happy. With I, mean, I, I, think I, I think I said this when we brought it up. Like Josh had to have been like, just like, listen, I, I get my predecessor was a, a, a gas bag and, you know, he made you some promises. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fulfill them. I just, you got to let me deal with this baseball and, and football stuff right away. And he's done that. And he's, well, basketball, maybe, again, he has to do with it. But now... It's time to focus. No, no disrespect to baseball. I mean, but you need to 
You should know, even if you're a baseball coach, James Donald has to know the pecking order that he's probably behind football and basketball, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, told that, I mean, I don't think that's being mean. I think it's just being self-aware of where you're at. I mean, I mean now if that's, and I don't, I think he's okay with that. If that, if he wasn't, I think he would have probably left it for Mississippi State or Texas by now, right? And we're gonna give him, you know, you're gonna, we're gonna get you. We got you. Now it's our time. You got my full focus here. And I think Josh, that's a good thing about Josh. It's a good thing for Dan. And I think it's a great thing for little baseball. I also said can't on, wait. I also said on Wednesday, you know, there's been some talk that Dan is not using the transfer portal as well as he should have been, and maybe that's because of some old school mentality and resistance to change. And I kind of had a little spiel saying, like, I, based on history, I would say that if Dan feels like something's not working, he's going to change. He's going to adjust. We've seen him do it. it a number of times throughout his career here, and I, I would, would not be surprised at all if Dan starts using the transfer portal more heavily this offseason. Cool. And somebody close to him reached out after the show and said, I think you're probably going to be right about that. I think you'll be – I'd be surprised if we don't see Louisville being more, far more active in the portal this offseason. The issue right now is you've got you – know, all these teams are still playing conference tournaments, and then the NCAA tournament starts now. So there aren't that many players available. It, you can't reach out to anybody without it being tampering technically right now. So, but I, I, that's something to keep an eye on this summer. I think that Louisville, the baseball team, does have a little bit of NIL money to work with, not as much as some of these SEC and, and West Coast schools, but they have enough to attract some attention. And, and playing for Louisville still speaks for itself. It's a big time baseball conference. We've, you know, we're always in the top twenty-five. We've won more games than anybody over the last decade. I think that we'll, I think we'll add some talent. I think he'll, he'll do what needs to be done to to get this program back to where it should be. Because look. That dude loves winning as much as anybody in this program. Yeah. Any, anybody who coaches any sport. Like he is obsessed with winning. I think he's obsessed with getting Louisville over that hump and winning a national title. And I think that he's gonna do whatever I think he feels he is he takes do to that make too. it happen. Yeah. Uh, let's take a Can't break. Wait till he does. It's gonna we'll, be awesome. When we come back, we'll take some text from you guys, 502-414-1450. We'll look ahead to the weekend that will be in sports and make some predictions that you'll probably want to ignore based on our recent predictions. But I mean, really, you know, just, not just, just fade. Last night was so bad. I, I took. I don't know. I bet the Heat on the money line and on the points. Not a good day for Trevor. I, I, for this Trevor. is why I may not have to send like Patrick work tomorrow. I may need the money. So uh, <laughs> we'll talk about all that coming up after the break. The leave. final segment of the week here on the Mike Rutherford Show on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Always up before the dawn And I really have enjoyed my stay But I must be moving on Like a king without a castle, like a queen without a throne. I'm an only one lover, and I must be moving on. Now I believe in what you say. I can't think of anything besides good. That's exactly. I mean, my mind goes there only to now. Yeah, it's like the pinnacle of uh, the office. Do they sing the song? Uh, just sing. Goodbye, stranger. Who sing? I don't know. I did know that. I got a good question for you. All right, welcome back in. Final segment here of the week for the, uh, the Rutherford Show. It's okay. We only need to hear it. It's fine. I couldn't remember where it was. It's been going long enough. We're going to get sued again. Uh, <laughs> again. <laughs> warned again. 
Being sued, not fun. <laughs> no, it's not. You've been sued. I have been sued. I've been threatened, but never actually sued. I've been threatened and officially sued. That's so not good. a great time. That's so good. So I got after, after, the Chief, after the Chiefs game last year, suing Devontae Adams and the Chiefs? No. Oh, you're talking about the one that Adams pushed or whatever? Yeah, he's suing. He brought the lawsuit. It's, he's suing Devontae Adams, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. That don't surprise me. He'll settle and get money. He'll settle and, and his name's money. Park. His first name's Park. Yeah. He'll 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 settle and, and you're, you're, you're exactly right. Mike's right. He'll settle and he'll he'll get money he didn't deserve to begin with, but it'll you know. I mean, he definitely. All right, I've got a, I got a big fact here. Big. This is a wild fact to me. Okay. So Christian Brown, right, won the national championship with Kansas last year. Okay. He plays for the Denver Nuggets. He's on the team, not not playing a ton, but he's he's on the Nuggets. Didn't know him, but okay. How many players do you think have ever won? An NCAA championship one year, and then the very next season won the NBA championship. Well, Billy Thompson was the first. <clears throat> he was not. Well, he wasn't? No. Well, he's done it. How many players do you think have done it? No. Uh, he's the only one that comes to my mind. I'm going to say 11. Four. Okay. Well, I and, know. I've named one. And Billy Thompson actually is the most recent. Oh, wow. Which is crazy. Has not happened since 86, 87. Really? I thought there was. I, I guess what, there was somebody after that, maybe. He's the Obviously most wrong. Well, only. What do you what do you got, Patrick? Yeah, who won in eighty? Who won the NBA in eighty? The Lakers. So Magic. Magic is correct. Boom. Yeah, seventy nine. Trevor, you call. suck. Yeah, you're so right. the you're very off. first person to do it was Bill Russell, nineteen fifty six championship with San Francisco, San Francisco yeah. fifty seven NBA championship. Well, wasn't Casey Jones on those teams too? I don't know. Henry. Yes, Casey Jones was on the San Francisco teams with Bill Russell and the Celtics, Celtics teams with. Well, he's not on the list. Henry Bibby is the second person to do it. Magic Johnson is the third person to do it. Billy Thompson, the fourth person to do it, and the last to do it. Nobody's done. Nobody's pulled the back-to-back college pro championship in. What is that now? Who who is Bibby with? UCLA and somebody. Because I was going to say two of them are already Lakers. Is Bibby a Laker? Or was it two Celtics and two Lakers? Now maybe? you make me. No, I've lost the list here. Well, I can look up Henry Bibby. Uh, I went to his college stats, unfortunately, for some reason. UCLA and then in '73 won the yeah, NBA Knicks. with the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. So you said the year reminded me. Yeah, tell me the Knicks. Okay. Um, yeah, that's crazy though. That's, I mean, that's. I mean, that's right up there with you know rookie of the year and MVP in same year type thing. Yeah. Uh, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. If you got thoughts, you've got about uh, sixteen seventeen minutes here to get those out before we. Call it a week, and we will be off on Monday uh, for celebrate Memorial Day, and then we we'll back on Tuesday talking. Pure nonsense. The all the the recapping Trevor's wild weekend of going tubing, um, grilling out, mm-hmm. lighting fireworks, having a good time on Memorial Day. It's gonna be great. Okay, for the record, I guess Casey Jones was a different class of Russell Patrick because his first rookie year, the Celtics fifty eight fifty nine did not win it. Oh, and so uh, they didn't win. Casey Jones and Bill Russell are also on the short list of NCAA champions. No, they did. They beat the Lakers. So yeah, he he had to have done it. I'm I'm calling BS on your sta- on your stat there, guy. You're gonna have to hit up CBS. Casey Jones and Bill Russell are also on the short list of NCAA champs, NBA champs, and gold medalists. Oh wow! Also, they won both. Champ- like they also won uh, titles as player and coaches too. Casey, won, I believe, was the coach during the eighty. When he the yeah, he coached one of the eighties championship teams. The coach is irrelevant in the Celtics eighties teams because no one ever remembers them because they were irrelevant. There you go. <laughs> every every fact, it's like fifteen more, like half true. Facts. <laughs> I think this is true. My fact was true. Yeah. I don't know how many other people are on the list, but those two did that thing. Okay. Anyways, uh, Trevor was talking about his fantasy football league. There was an overwhelming majority in your favor 
Both of Patrick course. and I agree, and the text line agrees. Your commissioner apparently is upset. He's he's, he's not happy. He's, he's listening to the show. He's he's not very happy at all. He feels like he's been thrown under the bus. Deservedly uh, so. I mean, I didn't name him, right? I mean, I, I, there are certain people who know who it is, but I didn't throw him under the bus like that. Don't be a tyrant. Yeah, I mean, I mean, should I take you to a vote to reveal who you are? At least, at least I'm giving it to the people. Apparently, pocket tanks is the game that you were. I've had a. Co- I saw, and somebody else just said oh, tanks pocket tanks. Pocket as well. Tanks. Never played pocket tanks. <laughs> I didn't when I was younger. That's to say, spoilers don't count when the movie's 25 years old. Is that the limit? What is the 25? limit? I think when shows have been out for like a month. No, a month is not long enough. I think it's long enough. No. It takes you like three months to watch I, a show. I agree, it's, why Patrick, li- yeah. it's why I'm not going to listen. And I'm not going to get <laughs> mad if stuff gets spoiled. Like, I've already had parts of the new Ted Lasso spoiled, and I'm not going to watch it, but it, you know, it's part of the territory. It comes with the territory. If you oh, no. don't watch it, I, I, th- I think a TV show needs to be. Like, it, 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 but the show's end. And within a, it's in a few years of the show's end, you got a five-year radius. And with movies, I think it should be longer. I say, I agree. I don't know, 20. I think maybe 10, 15. Like, 15 years should be the max. You can't talk about a movie for 10 to 15 years? Well, you can talk about it, but just ask if they've seen it or not. Don't just splurt. Well, no, I mean, out. I'm going to do that for any movie. I'm talking about, like, radio. Like, like media stuff. Like, if you're, like, if I'm tweeting something or whatever, like, I'm not going to... Not reveal a spoiler if it's part of like a a conversation well, that we're having. But if, if the you movie's are ten years but old, but if you are, you're going to warn people to not listen. Well, yeah, I'm gonna do yeah. It. But if I'm talking to anybody face to face, even if the movie's like fifty years old, and if if it's something that they've not seen before, and I'm, I'm they're maybe interested in it, I'm going to be like, spoiler. Do you want me to say this? Well, I don't believe you because you you ruined Walter White for me without warning me. But again, spoiler. I was having a conversation. I wasn't even talking to you. I was talking to the audience. We were talking about Breaking Bad. <laughs> He's dead. Not coming back. Dead. I mean, I'm not, so anybody ever asked me why I didn't watch Breaking Bad, I'm going to tell them it's because of I've also never seen Breaking Bad. Well, he's and, dead. Uh, he's dead, Patrick. Dude, that's have, just I thought about man. watching it and then have come back to the fact that you always say he's dead every time Trevor talks about he's it. Dead. He's, he's dead. He's so uncool, man. He's very dead. Uh, Texas, our commission gives a speech before the draft and announces each pick via sticker board. I like that. That's old school. I mean, I wouldn't mind a speech. I like the old school TV shows and stuff where they're doing like the, they'll do like, It'll, they'll just be talking about fantasy football, and they talk about like taking Peyton Manning first overall. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing fantasy football long enough that I'm, I drafted Randy Moss's rookie year. There was the first year we did this league that we're in right now. All of us, had, besides two of them, had played like years and years before. So we showed up to the draft at a buddy's house, and you know we've got like magazines, like printed off lists and stuff. And two people like didn't know that this is like the way you did fantasy football. Oh, God. And so the second pick, our buddy, who this is the only year that he played. Like after the first year, he was like, "I'm done." He's like, "I'll take." Uh, he like was trying to think. He basically was like trying to think of an NFL player. He's like, "I'll take Chad Pennington." And we all like looked around. We're like, "Okay, Pennington's off the board." Like, like just nobody wanted to be mean about it. But we were like, "Okay, Pennington's I mean, gone." The worst I ever had was I remember the big league I was in. My, my first big actual big money league I was in was with actually uh, Quentin Snyder's dad. Scott was, used to run it. Yeah, and I never forget the guy. His name's Johnny Mathis. I can't forget his name. And he took Darnay Scott like the day after he'd like destroyed his leg and broken it, like the third round. And we're all just kind of looking around. He's hmm. like, he's like, what? We're like, no, good pick, great pick, dude, awesome. And then like, like an hour later, he just he didn't have phones back then. He didn't have cell phones, right? So like, I, I don't know how he found out. Like an hour later, he's just like, he's in the middle of the draft, he's like. Oh, bleep. Oh, man. He's like, starts cussing it up. The last two years, my friend who played a kicker at Trinity, and he's he's playing at uh, Miami, Ohio this fall. 
but he's taken Kaker's first and with his first round picks the last two years. I've done that in auction drafts oh, just to just to take off people. Like my first nominations a kicker or defense, just to kind of get it out of the way. Like I, I'm Eagles D, and I'm like, oh, we well, can't oh. do that anymore in your league. Not anymore, no, because our uh, our our commissioner Gerbils over here took it away. Texas, what did you do with do with the money that your parents gave you for singing lessons? <laughs> I'm worried. Took it to karate lessons. My, he's talking to him, not me or him. He's talking to you or me. I think both of us. You Probably, too. yeah. My in. daughter, now, you know, she's she sings constantly, and like she wants to. You know, Sean Moss' wife Angie puts on all this plays. She's like, she's got to get into to musical theater. I'm like, my wife and I both have terrible voices, and I'm afraid based on Virginia. I know she's three, but she's like, let it go. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if she's gonna sing like a bird. I don't, I don't know if it's gonna work that way. But we'll sing like a bird. I always sound so sweet. Texture says Lone Sky was top five from the eighties. Lone Sky? I don't even know what that means. I don't. Th- what am I missing that reference on? I don't know. Was that a video game? Texture says we were. I guess there's another guy in your league. We were going to do our draft in Nashville one year and get a big Airbnb, but Trevor wouldn't do it because he didn't want some old lady serving us <laughs> breakfast at her bed and breakfast. Okay, first of all, I think that's Ryan. Because <laughs> Ryan until recently lived in Nashville. And yes, okay, I'm not going to get down this argument. As you single-handedly hole. kept the league from doing this? <laughs> because well, you don't understand the difference between an Airbnb and a B&B? Well, that was my thing. Was He was like, an Airbnb I was like, a bed and breakfast. And he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, what does the B&B stand for? He's like, that's not what it is. I'm like, it, you're literally, it's the name is bed and breakfast in it. So how am I not to assume that it's a bed and breakfast, right? Well, like steak and shake has things besides steaks and shakes. It's just a name at some point. But they have steaks and shakes. Do they have steak? They have steak burgers. Yeah, but they still. Have, but they even though they have other stuff, they do have what's in their name. So if it's a B and B, and for the for the record, this is before I, I'm still team hotel all the way. I, I hate Airbnbs. You've never I, used one. Yes, I have. I thought you said you hadn't. No, I have used. I've stayed twice. But now in the argument that some people give me, if it's a group getting it. I understand that over a hotel. For an individual like myself, it's totally pointless. And I hate it because I just it's creepy. I don't like it. Like I stayed I, I the last time I did one, I stayed there and like there was cameras all over the place. Like two of the bedroom two of the doors were locked. I'm like what is in this room? I don't, I'm like worried a little bit like is there like a sloth in there? I mean like who, why would you lock the room? Like one one room's unlocked. Uh, I don't, yeah, not not a fan of Airbnbs. I told you we did one for our uh, Asheville bachelor party a few years ago, and there was a dude in the basement when we showed up. Yes, we're, we're like, hey, that was the other one. He goes, he goes, he goes, we're like, we're like, who are you? He goes, I'm Rodrigo. As if we we're just supposed to know. We're I like, can, okay. I kid you not. The other time I stayed, my buddy booked it. I was like, get me a hotel. He's like, I'm gonna book you this Airbnb. It's better. I was in Denver, and I get there. It's a house. It's just this couple's basement. Like they're like going down. I'm like, I'm so awkward about this. Like they go to bed at like eleven. She's pregnant. I'm like, what if I want to? Smoke? I think it's got to walk through their living room to smoke a cigarette to go outside. The door be. It's like this is no. This is horrible. You're usually so open to newer innovations. It's called Airbnb because when it was started, it was air bed and breakfast, but it was air bed. Like it was for like air mattresses. Like the first, like the dudes that started it just had people live, like, sleep yeah, on their it's, air mattress. Yeah, it's somebody. That's like, why it's Airbnb. Kind of 20 year old that would stay on a futon, you know, at your buddy's house. Like, you no, know, get a freaking hotel, grow fact. up. But then it just went to Airbnb because people thought it was like only air mattresses. Yeah. 
but it's still a B&B. So I'm sorry if I assumed that, that it was offering something that is in the freaking name of the thing. Well, it's like, you know, we are SB Nation. We have podcasts. It's, you know, you but you still, it. but you still have blogs. Well, yeah, but if you're listening to the podcast, you'd be like, well, what's, where's the blog? Okay. I'm not saying that the Airbnb doesn't have other offers, they, but the fact is that B&B. They have B&Bs. They do. It's there's places yeah. you can stay that serve breakfast. It's I know. Everywhere. I stayed in one. I almost stayed in one when I went to uh, Cooperstown. Texas, I just got in the car. Who the bleep is that third voice? It's, it's Patrick. It's intern Patrick. He's back. I mean, it's Bob. Have I been gone so long that there's... People forget quickly around here. Bob. Texas says, since Kenny Payne used to be a Knicks assistant, do you think he confused Danilo Yovanovich for Danilo Gallinari and thought he was signing the latter instead? You know, he thought he, he thought you're he joking, Texer, but there's like maybe a 10% chance that's true. He's a foreign player. He thought he still had college eligibility. I want this kid to kill it. I, I want him and Karan Davis to be our two best players. I feel like Larry Nega probably even told him that. He's like, hey, I got this former Nick over here, you Ohio. <laughs> if Karan Davis scores like 20 points in our first exhibition, I'm going to lose it. I'm, I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm going to start the All-American campaign. No, I want, I, they I'm still gonna, do a red-white game? They, they did last year. Yeah. I assume that they will again. Although we didn't have an official for the red white game last year, which it was super strange. I, I, it was were they calling their own fouls? It was very I didn't watch the it. whole thing. It was like barely a scrimmage. It was it was bad. They they need to go back to doing the full, especially this year with us having so much intrigue and not knowing anything about the a lot of these kids. I want to see a full on scrimmage, like normal rules, normal clocks, I referees, agree. all that yeah. stuff. Like let's go back to to doing that. Let you know do the the old thing that everybody does now, where the head coach stays neutral. He lets you know Danny Manning coaches one team. Um, Nolan Probably Smith coaches team. the other. Maybe Josh Jameson can officiate. Uh, if, we, if we can't find officials, like yeah, just we, we need to see these kids play. Like I, I, I don't I want agree. our first glimpse of this team to be in official exhibition game against Lenore Ryan or whoever we're gonna. Play I don't know. Then again, maybe it is good to like keep the mystery alive as long as possible. We better get some good revenge on Lenore Ryan. All right, if we're gonna play him again, I mean they lost like 19 games in D2, so I would hope that we're we're going to. That was bad. Texas Mamadi Diakite has won his high school state title, an NCAA title, a G League title, and an NBA title. That's kind of nuts. Who has? The Mamadi Diakite, the kid from Virginia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Cisco hair. <laughs> Texas, I don't care how long the movie's been out. You don't spoil the sixth sense. It's dead the whole time. First of all, yeah. There's, what's the spoil? If you didn't figure it out halfway through the movie, I don't know what to tell you. I did. thought it was obvious. Ed and Norton by the and way, Brad Pitt are the if same you, guy. If, if you want to watch a good movie on that realm, go watch Turbeckos. It's better. No. Told Turbeckos you that. It's not good. Turbeckos. Oh, well, you, have you even seen it? I have. It's been, I mean, like, like all these movies that you mentioned, it's been 25 years, I think, but it's, I did not like it. So at the you time. don't remember them, though. I don't, Trevor, I don't remember. Nobody, I don't rewatch every movie from 1996. Sometimes like you it's do. good to rewatch something. It is. I mean, I would love to rewatch everything if I had unlimited time. I don't, and I'm not going to spend my time watching Stir of Echoes. I'm going to rewatch a movie called Tomcats tonight. I think it sounds familiar. I don't. Think it's I a very that. funny comedy with uh, with Gary Busey and Jerry, uh, Jerry O'Connell. Somebody's explaining the. <laughs> this is a very long text explaining the wife testifying from the grave. <laughs> I kind of want to see that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Did they read the people article? Is that the one, that sound, is that the, one the so-so the guy? The guy found guilty of murder of his ex-dead wife. Yeah, see, he okay. remarried years later. Him and his new wife, 20 years after the death of his dead wife, tried to commit insurance fraud on their home and set it on fire because they were 200 k in debt. On the 911 call to report their house was on fire, they were heard saying, oh shoot, we forgot the ferret. Ex-dead wife's family always assumed foul play. 
After getting caught for property damage and insurance fraud, they were able to get the ex-dead wife's body exhumed, and an autopsy okay. 20 years later confirmed that she was, in fact, strangled, killed, and he set the house on fire. So, so where does the ferret come in? <laughs> the ferret gave away yeah, the fact that they, I, they were preparing to leave. I'm now uh, more curious on what happened to the ferret than, than, than what happened to this guy. I hope he found a good home. Did you ever, have you ever, have, have you ever had, known anybody with a ferret? No, no. My buddy Mike, uh, Mike Yunt, uh, rest in peace. He had a ferret. <laughs> he used to crack me up. The thing was, he used to run around his bed. Ba- he's lived in the basement of his house. And the thing he used to, he used to trip me out running under the, the, the couch and stuff. You always save your best drop ins for the last five minutes of the show. <laughs> Dynamite drop in. What was it yesterday when you were just like. You gave me the major league thing. Dynamite drop in there, TK. What did I? It was something so generic. That one wasn't bad. You're just the like, one you gave me the major league line for, though, was pretty I had a friend who lived around that. I don't really remember where. It was like something like that. I was like, thank you for that. <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> that one wasn't as bad. It was a fair story. Texas said this might not this might be an unpopular take, but I'm on Olivia's side. It's not really your dad's place to give her advice, considering he's neither her parent nor her boss. I think that's fine. Yeah, but it's social media. I think it's fine to have that take, but also acknowledge that I think she probably went over the top. Like you can just be like, I mean, people tell me all the time what I need to be doing, and I'm just like, and I get that it's different. She is a young woman in an industry where I'm sure she's dealt with a lot of just grossness, but oh. I think that it's I think that it was a little bit. Over the top. I own a Sky, by the way. The person said that's who plays the love interest and in say anything. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize that she was in Wayne's World. Apparently, so now the, the text line is saying the person who had that whole story typed out. That's not the right story. That's a different story entirely. It oh says, shoot! Look up Judy Malinowski. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to look this up right when we get off the air. I don't really. Yeah. That I, poor person typed, voice texted all of that stuff. I was going and it was to, a, a different story entirely. Just live my life and move on. Texture says, uh, play the game during the radio show. Is it TK or is it Bob Ryan? <laughs> oh, no, and then sends a picture of <laughs> Oh, I think that's. You mean like you mean the Ryan? Rob like, Ryan. That's Rob, Rob Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. No, no. I, listen, Rob Ryan's a goofy He's got dude. better hair than you. Yeah, plus Rob Ryan has a foot fetish. I'm, I'll never understand the foot fetish. Was man. it Rob or was it Rex who had the foot fetish? Well, that's a good question. I think maybe. it was Rex. I think it was Rex, maybe. No, yeah. wait a minute. No. Which one, which one coached the Bills? It's it's Rex Ryan. Okay, yeah. Rex was really funny in the. So Rob Rob had the foot movie. fetish. Rex, Rex no Rex had the foot fetish. Okay, it came out when he was the coach of the Jets. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It was I know he was with the Jets when it happened. He actually took the Jets to back to back AFC title games. The toe expert. He was in that's my boy. <laughs> was he really? Yeah, because he he really likes Tom Brady. Yeah, he's like the he's the dude's uh, he's Adam, he's Adam Sandler's financial advisor. Oh, that's oh oh it is. Yeah, I didn't even think. It's about like I got that, a tip yeah. on a marathon runner. Yeah, the fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> the only best part of that movie is the tattoos on their back. I think. <laughs> is it? Is it New Kids on the Block? Who's yeah, he's, he, the other one's. He's got Adam Sandler as a, a tattoo from uh, Fantasy Island, the plane. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, we've got no sports tonight. Like literally, besides baseball, there's there's no playoff, no playoff hockey, no NBA playoffs. But Saturday we got uh, two going on at the same time. Eight o'clock on uh, ABC. Stars Golden Knights Game Five. Star staying alive. Yeah, boo. Vegas is hosting their favorite. Uh, do do they close things out? Are they going to move on and take on the Panthers in the Stanley Cup Finals? TK. Uh, Vegas, yeah. Take out the Stars. I think it ends there. I don't like the Stars anyway. I think it ends there. Uh, our NBA, also Saturday night. It's getting interesting. If it you're, is. This is getting, yeah. I mean, my diehard uh, Heat fan friend is very much like trying to act like he's not nervous, but he's definitely nervous. Seriously. They're hosting. Uh, you have a diehard Heat fan. I do. Uh, he lived in Miami, like during like he's 
I, I'll give him credit. Like he's the one who's like texting about the NBA and late. He's the Filipino, my Filipino friend. We were talking okay. about in yesterday's show. Like he'll text about Jimmy Butler late November when nobody else is giving a bleep at all. How long has he been a Heat fan though? I he's mean, the Filipino. He he fell in love with them when he lived down there for grad school. So it's probably been like 14, 15 years. Okay. But he's. I mean, I will. I'll say. I'll, I'll come to his defense a little bit. Like these years where they've sucked a lot, he still always is talking about the Heat. Okay. Has yeah. not didn't follow LeBron or anything like that. It is hard to believe, but he, he I mean, hates LeBron now. Yeah. Uh, but Heat. No. Tomorrow, 8.30 TNT, hosting the Celtics, looking to close out this series. Boston's a three-point road favorite to pull this thing into a Game 7. TK, does it end Saturday night, or do we get a Game 7 on Monday? The Celtics have been favored four out of five games. They lost three of them. <laughs> uh, I'm, I think I, I kind of want to pick the Celtics, but you know, Mark, you got the smart game that, that everyone, like, he gets one out of, like, 20 games that makes you think he's better than he is. That's not going to happen again. Uh, Heat pull finish this off this in six. Patrick, who you got? I think the Heat get it done in Miami. I do too. I'm going Don't heat, let it go which, back to Boston. I'm going Heat, yeah. which means bet Boston. Bet did Boston. He, bet did Boston did Tyler Hero actually play last night, or did he just dress up? Um, I didn't. I, I watched like literally none of the game. Oh, just by the time I turned up. it on, it was already. I over. turned it on, and I know it was over because seven of the guys on the court were white, and I and one of them was Kevin Love, and I was like, I didn't know he's in the league. Did you know Blake Griffin's on the Celtics? I did. I didn't know that. Final text of the, of the week on the Thornton text line. Hearing Trevor telling people to grow up is the epitome and the highest pinnacle of sports radio. <laughs> Everyone have a great Memorial Day weekend. I echo that sentiment. Do as I say, not as I do, people. Have a fantastic <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. You guys stay safe. Go Cards. We'll see you guys back here Tuesday at 3 o'clock.